This is Patriots Playbook. The legend. And now. <laughs> you don't think I could do a voice? Hey, hey, it's time, it's time for Patriots Playbook. Now, here's your host of Patriots Playbook. Rootness, tootness, son of a gun that ever crossed the face of this earth. John Ruck. The legend. Very excited about this show today for, for a lot of reasons. First of all, to be with you, of course, talk a little football, and to talk about a game, at least for a little bit here, that was one of the weirdest sons of guns I've ever seen in following football for, I don't know, professional football for 50 years or more that, that I've been fortunate enough to do since I was a kid, you know, following the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. That was just plain weird. But we're going to jump into that. I, I did want to mention, though, again, right off the top, that if um, you haven't been with us at any point in time over the last few weeks, uh, this being the bye week show, we normally try to do something special. We normally try to do something a little bit different. This year's bye week show is, you know, because there's no game to talk about for obvious reasons, um, we're bringing in guest hosts. That's right. Bringing in guest host to the program, and I have asked a few p- folks who have been l- long-time, uh, consistent, vocal contributors to this program if they had some time to share with us today, and that's kind of what we're going to do. They're going to help drive the bus, kind of help drive the agenda a little bit, but if you haven't been able to you know, have your own say here, I want to make sure that you know right off the bat the phone lines are open. You know, Eric is here. Russell will be here in hour number two of the show. Uh, we're going to bring in our guest host periodically throughout. Uh, the folks that we have lined up so far today, Sean in Vancouver and Eldred in North Carolina, are going to join us here in about a half an hour. Uh, Patty in Aguam, Todd in North Carolina, Chris with a T-I-A-N in Boston. They're going to all join us in hour number two. And then uh, for uh, Russell's appearance in the last hour to half an hour, somewhere in that, you know, in the second hour of the program. Not only Russell will be here, but the one and only Pat's cap, Miguel Benzin, will be here. And Miss Claire, Classy Claire, she's going to join us uh, on the program. So, um, Hey, girl. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hey, girl is here, and she will be here on the program. Now, I don't want to let you or feel you leaving left out today. So you can jump in at any time if you want to talk to any of these people, if you have any points to make with any of these people, if you want to join our guests here on the show, you want to ask a question of Russell, you want to ask a question of E. Scal, whatever you want to do, this is a good time to pick up the phone and do it. Phone number, of course, is 855-PATS-500. Now, if you cannot call, there are several different ways that you connect with us on the show, as you well know. None of them have changed over the period of time that we've been doing this, but send an email, webradio at patriots.com, or hit up on Twitter, at jrbroadcaster, the Twitter handle, or you can post it on my Facebook page at john.rook, and we'll try to answer questions, we'll ask questions, we're just going to have a sort of a roundtable discussion, might get into a bit of a free-for-all, I know that the PU guys just spent the last couple of hours talking about, you know, uniforms and logos, and, and, and count me as a favorite. For the fact that, you know, we're going to go back to have some red jerseys and we're going to be able to go back to the white helmet and we're going to be able to go back to, you know, the old Pat Patriot logo if for nothing more than sheer nostalgia. I'm a huge fan of nostalgia because I always like to remember where I've come from. Now, I have to admit, I warmed up late to the whole procedure with the Flying Elvis logo and the silver helmets, but I liked the old royal blue jerseys with the italicized numbers. That kind of grew on me rather quick. I'd love to see them bring those back as throwback uniforms 
before they even bring back Pat Patriot. I don't think that'll happen, though, will it? Uh, I don't think you should rule anything out. I don't think it'll happen next year because yep. I think that's already in the works uh, for the red ones. But why not have more than one throwback? You should. Why not? You absolutely should, especially now that we've continued to kind of roll through this process over time. Teams have redone their logos. They've redone their uniforms over several times over, all in the name of marketing, of course, in the National Football League. So that's fine. But bring these things back. You want to? You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Just for special occasions. Well, of not course. For, not for no, the primary. Not for, not for every day. Right. you got a primary uniform. Yeah. I'm not a fan. A Thursday I, night game, a Sunday night game, yes. a Monday night game. Yeah, Thro- put the throwbacks on and sure. let people have some fun with it sure. and sell some more merchandise. God, that's what it's all about. That's what I was saying. Now, I am not and have not been a fan of the all-blue color rush uniforms. Never really have been a fan of those because it makes them all look like roly-poly blueberries out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do without the monochrome. Yeah, I, 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 I like the shirt. I like the jersey that we currently have. It's okay. I like it a lot. It's all right. I, if you had a white pant with that, I it wouldn't would look mind. Fantastic. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. You know, the former Patriot home uniform had the blue jersey with the silver gray pants, mm-hmm. and you know, I, we got used to that. Didn't never like it. Just, it never it, liked it. Just it. never really, never really caught. And so I understood the whole theme behind the whole color rush thing. But I didn't mean to jump yeah. in it because I know you've done two yeah. hours of uniforms. And but I wanted to get my two cents worth on it anyway. No, I'm glad. I'm Damn glad. it! So I'm glad just, you chimed in. Well, and if you want to talk about that, we can certainly open it up. But I have to. I have to at least start here by uh, telling you what a wonderful, marvelous, um, um, agitated time I had watching the game on Monday night. I mean, I, I just, it was, you know, first of all, you hear the term football weather, and, and you know, what is football weather? Well, okay, you equate cold and cold, rain or maybe snow, snow, and, you know, but, you know, you, you combine the cold, the rain, the snow, the wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was remarkable. Um, you know, and football, of course, as we all know, uh, you know, is, is supposed to be played in, in bad weather because that's just the way it's always been. They don't cancel it for football like they cancel basketball or anything else. They don't cancel it. So... I think that's why we tend to sort of overgeneralize and call it football weather. I'm not sure you can have any more football-y weather than what we saw uh, on the lake uh, Monday night. But I have to tell you, I just, you know, when the Patriots ran the first, what was it, 10 plays of the game? Uh, nine. They scored in the Nine, nine and nine scored on the – okay. So, I, I'm just <laughs> – all right. I, uh, I, I, I told Miss Robin, we're sitting there watching. She goes, why didn't they throw the ball? And I said, because I don't think they're going to. And then, of course, they threw the ball once and completed the pass, and then they completed barely, a run. Yeah, barely. Th- then they ran, what, like 31, 32, 33 more uh, lost, running plays? Yeah, yeah, before they did it again. And I'm not the one that had to sit there and scream at the TV. I'm chuckling because I know full well what's happening. Robin's screaming at the TV. Mm. Throw the ball! Mm. Throw the John, why are they throwing the ball? Throw the ball! Oh my God! They didn't throw the ball, you know. And I'm just like, you know, and th- that's not an. That is not. You're hurting my ears. Yeah, I know, right? That that's not. I'm not going overboard on that one. That's how it was. That was a reaction in my living room on Monday night, and I'm just laughing. And I, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm LOLing, and I don't even LOL. But that's what I, I was basically LMAOing. That's what I was doing, because I was having so much fun watching her reaction and reading it on Twitter to all of the reactions that I'm getting on Twitter and I'm like this is driving people literally insane. 
I'm like, I'm enjoying the anarchy. I'm a total anarchist. I am absolutely for it. That's why I was really rooting like hell for Cincinnati to make the college football playoff. We need anarchy in our lives. We need to shake things up. Yeah, how much of a chance do you give them against Alabama? Uh, slim and none, and Slim is just about, about out, to leave. out of town. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be Alabama again. I'm hoping not. I'm, 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 I'm is it going to be a rematch, Alabama-Georgia? Probably. Probably. But that just means how great would it be a Cincinnati Michigan? I, I'm, that's how I told you. I said, look, I, you know, you want anarchy, you yeah. need to rule. For, you need to root for Cincinnati, Michigan. Yeah, without a doubt. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to root for that. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm totally going to go. I for really that. wanted Georgia to win that uh, game, though, because I wanted Alabama to be out. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of Alabama. Well, that's to Alabama's, Alabama's credit, though, isn't it? It's just. Oh yeah, they, yeah, I mean, they yeah. are. They are to most of college football what the Patriots are to most of the right. NFL. Right. And so that's why this whole thing on Monday night was so amusing because I knew that teeth were gnashing, hands were ringing, mm. knuckles were cracking, um, uh, vocabularies were stretching mm. <laughs> all over the country. And I'm just laughing my bleep off. Mm-hmm. I, I just, because I, I just, this is perfect. This is great. Anarchy is here, and the Patriots are a part of it. Oh, yeah. I had a ton of fun. I also laughed out loud when Robin said, well, this is going to piss Eric off, isn't it? Me? Yeah. Because you didn't pick the Patriots to do anything this year. I picked them to win the game. Yeah, but... All I care about is my picks. Well, but see, that's what she... I understand that, but she knows the first of the year you picked them to go 7 Right, but as soon as they won their eighth game, I knew that it was over. You were over, right? Right. So now it's all about, I just got to get my picks right. I'm just telling you what the lasting impression was. And you know Robin loves you. She, you know... Oh, yeah. So, but... The feeling's mutual. But but she's... That's what the impression is. Like, oh, I hope this doesn't make Eric too mad. And I'm like, well, no, I won't make him mad. No. No, what's done is done. My 7 and 10 prediction is long gone. It's it's all about it's all about this now. John. I mean, it's all about these weekly picks. Of course, because I'm in a dead heat contest with these other guys. And well, Fred and I are tied against the spread. Yep. And I am one game behind those other three who are in a three-way tie for first straight so up. You, so you got <laughs> so yeah. you got to do something to to edge past them here. Yeah, I'm more worried. You've got a lot of time left in the season. I'm a little bit at this point. I'm more concerned about the spread rankings because that's the the tougher one to get. Mm-hmm. So if I can win that one, I'll concede the straight up. If I can win the the spread, Rookstradamus reminded me this morning, twelve and one against the spread. Call me now for your free reading. <laughs> I know it's coming and it gets me every time. Uh, twelve and one. Twelve and one. That's remarkable. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm as amazed as anybody else, and I'm also a little pissed off. I haven't bet on it. <laughs> well, we're not allowed. No, I understand that. I understand that. But I just, I'm like, you know, I'm just like, damn, the one year that I actually have this kind of success, and I can't do anything about it. So, amazing, uh, absolutely oh, amazing. Look, all credit goes to the Patriots. I mean, I, it, that's easy to say, but when we have seen how this team has grown and how it has learned, how it has adapted. Uh, how guys have bought in, how the coaching staff has also not only adapted to what they have, but then how they've continued to coach up what they do have. I'd like to see this Patriots coaching staff with a college team. Because I'm, I'm firmly convinced, you know, in college, you know, a place like my own alma mater, Texas, right? Great coaches, four- and five-star kids, they still go five and seven. What the hell? Mm. And I've, I've been able to figure it out, and I've said this to anybody who will listen, uh, over the course of the last few years that they've had you know, issues from time to time. And I said, they have 
their fair share of great recruiting classes, but the problem is they don't have enough three stars and two stars mixed in with four and five stars. They don't have enough players to do the dirty work. Are number one to do or, or to do the dirty work, but who are hungry and want to work to improve and like to just compete against these you know so-called guys with pedigrees. And then the pedigree guys get out there; they've had it handed to them their entire athletic career, and they get out there and there's a little bit of competition for their job, and they think. Why should I compete for my job? I'm a five-star. They have too many players like that on their roster. Hmm. Way too many. If you want to call it entitlement, it's, an, it's a huge entitlement issue at schools that largely underachieve. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm firmly convinced of this. Hmm. And it's up to the coaches and the coaching staff to understand the psyche and to understand how 18, 19, 20, and 21-year-old young men should react. This is where coaches who actually can be quote unquote players coaches, I think, can succeed. And that's what I've always thought about the Patriots coaching staff. Even as many times as it's turned over. The bottom line here is that the three older uh, coaches on this staff now, as it presently, uh, two older, oldest coaches, I guess you should, should say, really, you've got Coach Belichick. You got Coach Ivan Fears. Mm -hmm. It was obviously Dante, but he's been gone for a couple of years now. But those two guys have been around decades. Yeah. But they are around for a reason because A, the love of coaching, and B, because they still find a way to relate to the players and the athletes who are much younger than they. Uh, they take the time. It tells me they care about them. Um, you can I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to see them coach a college team. Mm. Your because I think your college well. team. <laughs> yeah, listen. By the way, if you want a shot at you know, I'm I'm sure Coach Sark would you know step aside for a little bit and uh, you know welcome uh, that one two tandem of Belichick and Fears in there. And I guess we could throw Josh McDaniels in there too. He's I been around say, for a long. That's enough. what I was going to say. Is like now he's been here for a couple of decades. He has. So it, he has. He's been around for most most of, this. Of, most of it. So. so that's what I was going to say. So I'm going to say let's throw McDaniels in there as well. And I think it's part of the reason why you've seen the Patriots have the success that they've had on offense because these guys know how to relate. And if Josh doesn't get another job this year, by the way, I told you, Rook Stradamus says McDaniels won't be here next year. Call me now for your free reading. So <laughs> so he's not. I'm not sure where he's going to be, but he's not going to be here next year. All right. Um, the reason is, is because he, he's got another feather in his cap here. I mean, he's, he's helped Mac. Yeah. And I think somebody, especially a team with a younger QB, is going to say, you know what, if you could do half as good as you did you know, with Mac, with our guy, um, we want you. And I think he'll find that opportunity. Just a thought. I won't cry, and I don't think anybody else around here will cry if he stays, just because he's been so good you know, to you know, what he's done in building up this process again. But it's all been about relatability to me. You know, Bill says this is the way we're going to do it. Here's how you here, here's your here's your part. Everybody's got a role. Know your role. Do your job. It's the whole. It's the same thing. And this team has finally figured out its way of knowing its role and doing its job. It did take them a while to figure it out because there have been some different pieces to the puzzle to try to you know put into place. I mean, we've had new corners. You know, we've had, you know, um, you know, square pegs and round holes. We've mm -hmm. been trying to do some of that, 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 that shape shifting and fitting in a lot of ways earlier this season. But it's finally worked because of the consistency factor and because of the continuity 
factor with the coaches being able to relate to the players and how it is that they want their their game plan um, effectuated, carried out. It's worked. And I think every other team in the NFL should be jealous of what these Patriots continue to do, led by Bill Belichick. This coaching staff, let's keep in mind now, it's turned over. We, we talked earlier in this year, we criticized the Belichick boys, if you will, you know, for probably not quite being up to snuff, not only to their dad's level, but maybe not even to the level of the other assistants around them. But I think you'd have to say, uh, certainly of late, it's turned a corner. Maybe it has something to do with dad coming in and taking over some of the play calls. It's possible. I think we saw maybe a little bit of that in the aftermath of the Dallas game in particular because, as you recall, the Cowboy game here, you know, the Cowboys ran up and down the field of the Patriots defense. Mm -hmm. Ran up and down the field on them. Now not so much. What the hell changed? Defensively? Yeah. I think they started playing more uh, zone in the secondary. Right, and I think that's all you needed to do. If you're Bill, you you go to Steve and you say, and you go to Gerard Mayo and you say, guys, we're going to get killed. Okay, we're going to continue to get killed. It's not going to get any better than this. I, I want us to play zone. I think that's what best uh, suits the secondary as yeah. it currently is constituted. Yeah. And so they're mixing and matching. They're still throwing you know man principles and doing some man on on, on yeah, some at snaps times. They, situations. They did a little bit on Monday night. They did it. Yeah, yeah. they sure did. But but I'm just saying it's still. You know, they mix and match the zone to get the other quarterback thinking. And to me, it's brilliant in its simplicity. First of all, you're doing something that you feel like the other team is going to be kept guessing at. So you're not becoming predictable. And don't you beg on offense? Don't you beg for your team to not be predictable, even though the Patriots were extraordinarily predictable on Monday? But you, be, you, yeah. you want that. That's what you want your team to be. Mm-hmm. That's what made Monday night so incredibly fun. I don't remember the last time I had fun like that watching slash covering a game. I just don't. Because you knew what was coming, you're laughing out loud at it, and the other team still can't stop it. Now, let's give Buffalo some credit. They did do some stopping of it. But I'm not sure why Buffalo just didn't crowd all 11 guys in the box. I mean... They, they pretty much did. Well, they did on a couple of occasions, I'm counting, within five yards of the line of scrimmage, they had what we would call 10 in the box quite a bit, especially in the second half. During that 31-play streak of all runs in the mm. second half, yeah, there were basically eight, nine. There was never less than eight in the box. Never. I don't think ever. Maybe from the first snap of the ball. And so I was laughing because you could clearly see this was a game of chess, and Sean McDermott wanted to play chess along with Bill. You know, we talk about the whole checkers versus chess thing. Now, these are two guys definitely playing chess. This was um, pawn to rook four stuff, you know? Huh. That's, that's what it was. And so McDermott was countering every move with, fine, I'm, I'm keeping my, my bishop and my queen right here. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving them. you got to come get them. But your rook is still here. Yeah, the rook is still here. <laughs> and thank you. And guess what? Uh, checkmate. At the end, took right down to the end, but Bill mm-hmm. was finally able to say checkmate. Yeah. So McDermott didn't adjust. That's, to me, the huge key to this game that really has been underscored, I think, around these parts. I know probably in Buffalo it's been opined to death because Buffalo is going to be wearing black armbands for this game for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see this game this past Monday night affect them hugely against Tampa this week. 
It's a tough one to get, to bounce back against. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it were Carolina, Jackson, well, yeah, they lost to Jacksonville. Yeah, they didn't say they, that. yeah, but I mean, if it were just you know, Houston, it, 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 the Jets, somebody. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see. Okay, you know what? Buffalo bounces back and blah blah blah. But yeah. I just don't see it happening this week. I, I like Tampa. I like Tampa big this week, just because I, I don't know if Buffalo has the gumption. I don't mm. know if Buffalo has the intestinal fortitude. Yeah. to come back after spanking. Now, if they prove me wrong, then I'll give Buffalo max props. Yep. And guess what? Man, is that going to make things sizzle here in a couple of weeks for the rematch, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting anyway, regardless. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but it'll be more interesting if Buffalo bounces back and wins. And we still only have, you know, a game between them. That's what will make it interesting. Mm -hmm. If Buffalo loses, you know, and goes two games behind the Patriots, it's not going to have as much swag. Just saying. What would you rather, though? Wouldn't you rather have it wrapped well, up? Well, yeah. I mean, sure. You'd love to have it wrapped up, just like the good old days, right? Mm-hmm. You know, hey, it's hat and T-shirt day here at the end of November, like it used to be, you right? Know, you know, we've got that idea for for the billboard up in, in uh, oh, Buffalo. Oh, are we going to do a billboard in well, Buffalo? Well, we've, we've talked about it on the show. We're not saying the we organization's going to do it, but we, we, we have an idea that if the Patriots win the AFC East, you put a billboard up in Buffalo that yep. says that didn't take long. Ooh, dang. <laughs> I'll chip in on that one. <laughs> What's it cost? I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, roasted. Yeah, right. Just put a Patriots logo, and that didn't take. That long. didn't take That's long. <laughs> that is the ultimate burn. Oh, dang! I if, would totally if they I, win the division. If they win the division, I would totally chip in on that. Maybe we should take up a collection. Yeah, that's too much trouble. <laughs> yeah. could do. Somebody want to start a GoFundMe? No, I don't care. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my goodness. That's awesome, though. That didn't take long. Somebody will do that. Probably. Just, just like the knucklehead that took, right. the, took the ad out on the billboard here. Yeah, on right. So, the, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. No doubt it's in the works, I'm yeah. sure. Got to be by somebody somewhere, right? All right. That's cool. What were your thoughts as you're watching the game? I mean, did you think similarly like me? or No, I, I thought it was uh, a little bit of an insult to, to Mac Jones. A little embarrassing to him, actually. Why? That they, they, they didn't think he was, he was um, qualified to throw a pass in, in those conditions. It really got me. I, I really felt bad for the kid after a while. I mean, I know there's something to be said for if you can't stop it, you know, keep doing it until they stop you. But... I mean, there were two quarters. Each team had two quarters with the wind at their back. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me, like, they couldn't set up the Bills for a play-action pass? Well, that's the one question or that two. I asked. When Robin was screaming at like, it, how come they're not passing the ball? I said, well, maybe they'll try play-action. Right. Never did. Right. And to me, that's an insult to, to, to Mac Jones. And it speaks to a little mm. bit to what they think of him and where he still needs to go. See, I'll disagree with that. I would tell you that, number one, you know, first of all, Mac's a rookie. He's willing to go along. I don't think you could have pulled this off with Tom Brady. I'm not saying he wasn't willing to go along. I'm saying it's no. still embarrassing. I don't think it's embarrassing at all. Number one, I think he's too young to be embarrassed because he hasn't paid his dues. Number two, it's all about winning. You it's play not, wait, 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 to wait, wait, win wait. the game. It's, it's not Where's about, Herman Edwards it, when we need him? It's not about paying dues. It's about your competence. Josh Allen has a strong enough arm, as we saw in that game. If Josh and, Allen were quarterback and, in the okay. Patriots, they would and have Josh had Josh Allen, Allen And Josh Allen's ball. numbers were what? He was 15-30 15 15 to 30 to 30. for 146 yards. But my point is... So you're telling me Mac only gets credit if he goes 15-30 to 30 for no, 146? No, 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 no. 
my point is, if a quarterback with a strong arm yep. was quarterbacking the Patriots, yep. they would have thrown the ball more than three times. It's a little bit of an insult to the kid. Okay. I, I will respect Or, or it's, an, it's an indictment on what they think of him. No, I don't think it's that at all. I think you're doing what you feel is, like Bill says, I mean, I know it's trite and it's cliche-ish, but you're doing what you can to try to win the game. I mean, even in the 08 game, the weather game, Matt Castle, even he threw eight passes in that game, right. and that was a worse weather condition than okay, this Okay, all right, three passes, eight passes. I mean, look, Matt Castle also was not a rookie. No, Matt he wasn't. Castle, Matt Castle had not had, well, you know, first of all, here's the other, let me backtrack for a second. Mack had never played Buffalo before. He had never played in those kind of conditions, never been in that kind of an environment. He hadn't seen the Bills' defense in person, right. except for on film. Right. Okay. So why are you going to try to put Max stress on your QB when your main goal all year long has been to bring him along slowly? I, I'm not saying he has to throw 30 passes. I'm saying more than three. There were, they, you're telling me there weren't... Three passes, eight passes. I mean, you say yeah, potato, because, I say potato. No, because... And nobody says potato. Because one of those could have been a touchdown pass if you get a, a player behind the defense when they're loading 10 or 11 people in the box. Well, I have And to then admit, you don't have to worry about I squeaking to, it out at I the end. I have to admit, every time the Patriots came to the line of scrimmage in the second half, I'm counting the number of guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage for Buffalo. Right. And I'm counting every perfect one Perfect time to throw a play-action right, pass. Right, so that's what I thought was coming. I personally thought it was coming. I said, play-action's got to come here. Like, if they had thrown... And what do they do? John, they hand the ball off. John, if they had thrown... If they had made him throw five passes, two of them could have been touchdowns, the two, way the Bills were playing defense. Two of them also could have been picks. Not the way the Bills were playing defense, they weren't. Three things can happen when you throw a pass. I know. Two of them are Bill bad. Bill Walsh. I know what can happen. That was a Daryl Royal saying before it was a Bill Walsh. But thing. when, when, if all you're doing is having him throw deep downfield, there's nobody deep. It's not getting intercepted. At worst, well, it's if going, you're going If you're going with the wind to your back, as yeah. they were in the fourth quarter, right. isn't there a good opportunity that that's a wasted down because you're overthrowing somebody? And we saw how the ball swirled on kicks. Look, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay? And I'm trying to give you a bit of an idea of why I look at it differently. That's all. I understand why you think the way you do. I get it, okay? I just don't happen to agree with it. I don't think this was a, an embarrassment for Mac. I think it's uh, a rookie quarterback doing what he's asked to do by his you know, offensive coaches. There's no coaches. question about that. No one's disagreeing with that. Of course he's going to do what they ask him well, to do. Well, then why would the Patriots, for all reasons now, why, why would they try to put their quarterback in a situation like that to embarrass him? Why? Why would they do that? They don't they want to embarrass they him. they didn't think he could win the game. They had to rely he on their running He didn't need backs. to win the game, and that's the point. He didn't need to win it. We've got other parts of our team that are far superior. Let's use that because Buffalo, we can beat them doing this. That offensive line knew that. The tight ends knew that. The coaching staff knew that. The quarterback knew that. The running backs knew that. They all knew it, Eric. They all knew it. They were all in on the joke, and that's what I was chuckling about on Monday night. Everybody else was like, what the hell are they doing? I knew what was I knew what was good because I've seen this before. It was on the college level, but I've seen it before in college football. When you get a run happy offense in there and the other team can't stop you, what are you going to do? You are going to pound their face with it. It's like watching an Army Navy game. Yes. Speaking of this weekend, or an old or an old you know 1969 Texas TCU game when the Longhorns rushed for 611 yards, you know, in a game. I mean, my God, why would you throw the ball? It's stupid. Don't throw the ball. 
I'm, I'm just saying, one or two extra passes wouldn't have killed them. No, it wouldn't have. I wasn't asking for 30 passes. Okay, no. One or two. I, one I, or two extra that's play the action part, passes. That's the part that's I it. won't disagree with, okay? But the part I'm going to disagree with is, is, look, they won the game. Yeah. Now, Eric, if it, were, if it were different and they had lost that game, then we would be nitpicking the hell out of it today and earlier this week. And the national media would have absolutely roasted Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels for their selection of play calls mm. and not giving young Mac, poor Mac, he had no shot because they wouldn't let him throw the ball. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah, All right, I would fine. say I would say it's not it's it's even less of Mac's fault. Then you can put put the, the blame squarely on uh, Bill and on Josh. But it didn't work out that way, did it? That's why the national pundits, uh, I, uh, listening to uh, Skip Bayless and Fox do it, who's a kind of a tool bag anyway. But, uh, you know, I've known and, and read and, and followed Skip for 40 years plus, you know. And as he's gotten older, he's become more tool baggery er. Wow. It's because, he does, it's because his shtick is old, almost as old as he is. Yikes. Yeah, I know. He's trying to remain young and relevant, and that's why they've got, you know, Chanel Sharp with yeah. him and all that stuff. But I'm just like, you know, dude, it's time to move on to something else. Yeah, it is time to move on to something else. You've got a lot of people who want to co-host this yeah, show, so I'm going to relinquish the rest of my okay, time here. That's fine. No, uh, no word today. It's a bye week, so I'm giving you the week wow, off. Wow, I was going to say, do I get no, a bye this week? No, it's a bye week. You, wow. you can get to rest a little bit. Rest your mind. The last couple were were. were Tough, pretty, right? Yeah, they were, uh, but they were right. fair. So rest up. Right. I'm gonna, I'm you'll gonna come, come back to you next week. You'll right. come back and slam me next week. Right? right. Okay. Just like, uh, just like the Colts will try to do. Try. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Try to do. Enjoy the bye week. Okay. Enjoy the bye week. You got, okay. any, you got any plans? I will probably. Well, let's see. Um, Saturday's honeydew uh, oh. and, and a basketball game. I've got a basketball yeah. game Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday, no, no plans. I think I'm just going to chill. And it's uh, it's Heisman and Army-Navy weekend, right? Yes. Who's your favorite for the Heisman, by the way? I, I don't even know who's in it. Honestly, I, I haven't been paying attention. I mean, I have no idea who's who's, you know, a, who's the pit, a candidate. The, the pit quarterback, Pickett. Um, no idea. It intrigues me. I, I know he's highly thought of in, in draft circles. Yeah, because Pittsburgh, they won the ACC. Did they? Yeah, they did. See? Yeah, no, so what happens no when idea. you don't follow college football? Don't, no, I, I, no idea. I'd be, I'd be mildly surprised if Bryce Young at Alabama didn't win it. Just because it's <sighs> boring. Alabama. Boring. I know. It's what I'm saying. It is boring. Totally. Totally. I agree with that. All right. Anyway, go Navy, beat Army. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. Navy guy. Total Navy guy. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be tough. I think Army's still got a little swag in the They street. got a streak going, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do a little bit. Yeah. But I understand that. That's good. All right, brother. Enjoy it. Yeah, you All too. Right. Thanks. I'll see you next week. Eric Scalavino, at E underscore Scal on Twitter. Ooh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Okay. What's up, guys? <laughs> you can't hear me. Okay. No, they can't hear me yet either, right? I was sitting back in my chair. All right. Sean is there. I see Eldred there. That's this How is you a, doing? Hey. hey, what's going on, Eldred? You there? Hi, sir. You yeah, I'm here. You got me. You, All right. You me? There we go. I yeah. got you. Sean in Vancouver. Hello, Sean. Hey, John, Eldred. It's great to uh to be here, part of the show. I'm really looking forward to it and having Todd and uh Christian and um Claire on later. It's it's going to be something, and and this is exciting because 
And I never anticipated this. I never anticipated the Patriots to have such a good season right off the bat with the rookie quarterback. <laughs> that that really is kind hey, of the, that's the key, isn't it? Hey, for sure. Yeah, that's the key, right? Uh, so is Todd joining us or is Todd offline right now, Matt? I think he's coming later. I think uh, it's Eldred and and myself. It's, it's uh, you two for the next for the next little bit. All right. So let's yeah, welcome everybody. Let's welcome uh, the the famous Sean in Vancouver and the perhaps uh, equally, if not more famous, Eldred in North Carolina. Is that where you guys are located today? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm in the West End of Vancouver, a couple uh, blocks from what's called uh, um, English Bay or uh, specifically Sunset Beach. So yep. if someone wants to stalk me you know they can they can find me <laughs> that's, in person. but that's actually a place where uh miss robin and i have talked about visiting in the next few years summer. so yeah in the summertime August, correct when it's dry yeah. correct <laughs> eldred how'd you get out of driving your rig today oh uh, i'm normally off on wednesdays and thursdays oh beautiful which, uh, which, which is a bummer because i got to work the weekend and um i'm like sean i'm surprised i'm shocked at nine and four yeah, yeah. You know. we're pleasantly uh, surprised, yeah. and that, I think that's part of the reason why we wanted to try this for the bye week show. Because I know that you know, first of all, and I, I'll do this for all, Matt. You'll need to remind me. I'm going to do this for everybody that joins the show today. But I wanted to publicly uh, and in person, where now we can see each other since we're on a WebEx together here. I, I wanted to thank you guys for your contributions, uh, for following the show, for being such good fans, but not being just good fans, but being knowledgeable fans. For someone like me who has, you know, done this for his career for as long as I have, it's refreshing, it's heartwarming, uh, it's satisfying to see other people share the same passions for the sport and for a team or two that you happen to be lucky to work for over the years. And so that's why, look, I'm like, why can't these guys and all these people that are coming on the show today, why can't you host the show just like I do? And my point is, is I think you can. So that's why I want you guys to ask your own questions Let's start your own discussions. What's on your mind about you know you know this team? Clearly, we have a ton that we can talk about. Um, but I you know I'll kind of go back to what Eric and I were just talking about. I mean, honestly, Monday night, I know each one of you at some point in time while watching the game had to yell out loud, <laughs> "Throw the damn ball!" Didn't you? I did twice. Twice. <laughs> That's all. I did twice. Yes, sir. Because uh, after I saw the way he threw the ball to uh, Smith, I changed my mind quickly. <laughs> I think the Patriots did too. With that, <laughs> well, I think you're seeing now that Sean. That now that's a good point. I, I think that's partly it. And you know, and, and Eric's like, well, they're disrespecting Mac. I, I don't see it that way. I don't know how you care. guys see it. I, I literally respect. think it's, it's all about winning. That's all that Bill Belichick has ever been about is winning. Yeah. He knows that his methods may or may not be popular, but guess what? He don't care. He don't no. care what you think. He don't care what I think. He don't care what anybody thinks. The bottom line is the result, and you can't argue with that, especially for Monday night. I was. I rewatched. I, the, I rewatched the game um, with the. The Manning cast a couple days later. Yeah, and uh, it's it's good to get that perspective. It's not great to watch the game for a first time because you lose any comments that that are significant to the play. But mm-hmm. you hear some other stuff that that is kind of fun. Like they had Talib as a guest, and he's talking about being in the room, you know, for uh, meetings and how 
you know, it's okay. Belichick doesn't care if you're there in pajamas, right? If you're there in a onesie, that, that doesn't matter to him. Yeah. He's, he's only about certain things, right? He's about what you say to the media. He's about being on time. And he's about knowing your job. Mm-hmm. And that's the significance. And that's, I think, what uh, was argued early in the week about culture. Like, that's, that's part of the Patriots' way is, like, let's do what we need to do to win the game. And in this case, it's about being tough. We're tougher than Buffalo on the line of scrimmage. We're just going to win that way because we have the lead. Maybe it's one point, but we're just going to keep doing it unless we have to throw if we we ever get behind, and we never did. So just keep doing what works. What do you think, Eldred? I think uh, what Bill uh, Press was, if they had to throw it, they would have. But in the way I kind of agree with Eric, like when we had the, uh, the wind behind your back, and you kept running, and uh, like Ronaldo lost a couple yards, and then my man Harris lost a couple yards. We've been good just do a little play action, you know, tied in right behind that, or you know. But then again, I wouldn't want the risk either because you got first first seed on the line, you got the AFC on the line, AFC East. So mm-hmm. you know, if you keep winning like that, but if they had to, I'm pretty sure he would have thrown a little bit more. But I would like to see him get a little more experience because that's what I'm, that's what's worrying me now is when you get there and you play the big boys, you know. And I don't care what whether you might we might host them because you get that, get that way in New England, you can't uh, shelter them. Then you have to throw if you have to with a better team. Yep. You know. Yep. So that's what I'm looking at. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well, we'll see that um, next next week uh, on uh, you know when they have to go to Indianapolis because. That's going to be inside. There's not going to be weather, and Indianapolis is a great team. I got. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. I, I want to see. I mean, I, I want to see Jonathan Taylor try to run against the Patriots defense. Has it really improved? And I think you know the stress that they'll have to face in trying to defend Taylor and that offensive line for the Colts, which arguably is playing as well as any offensive line in the league. I want to yeah. see if uh, if if the Patriots' defensive front is really all that, and I think the Colts will test it. Yeah. Well, the Patriots are the best team at taking away your top weapon that everyone wants to do it, but the Patriots have success, the most success doing it. And that's the key. I think that the Patriots are going to see in, in beating the Colts is can we stop or not maybe stop, but can we limit Jonathan Taylor? Mm -hmm. Can we keep them like maybe under or around four yards per carry Mm -hmm. and get Wentz to try and beat us? And that's the way we're going to win this game. Besides not beating ourselves. Yeah. Well, that that's. Yeah, but, but see, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go but ahead. They not, but they really not just a one or, or ordinated offense because yeah. they can pass. You know, oh, Pitts, yeah. Pittman, and they're tied in, and um, I think Hilton will be back by then. You know, so you're going to have some weapons on the outside. That's also going to test their secondary, and which we a little bit banged up a little bit right about now. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be more than just a running game you're going to have to stop. I think, but Wentz probably give it to us three times, though. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because the last sense. couple of games I've seen, he done did it a couple <laughs> right, times. Right, right. Especially right. the Cowboys because they had that game. <laughs> Before we lose sight of, of the Buffalo game, I mean, again, it's, I think it's cool that we're already kind of turning the page here, which is something we've always done for, what, the last 20 years is always on to Cincinnati, on to Buffalo, on to somebody, right? Uh, yeah. But just because of the unusual nature of the game, did either of you feel like – the Patriot coaching staff, Bill, Josh in particular, did they disrespect Mac because they only let him throw the ball three times? 
you know what? I, I don't see it as thinking about that. I, I see it as, okay, this is the game plan. Um, we're, we don't expect, we're not going to come here and plan to run the ball 94% of the time, but we're going to try and run the ball until we have to throw. And they just felt like with that one pass where John made an amazing catch, like well, that got away from, we're lucky that, mm-hmm. that John, was open like that because we don't want to make any mistakes. So let's just, you know, keep running and keep being tough. If they force us to punt, so be it. The wind is our best defender. They're not going to be able to throw that well with success. I mean, I think, uh, in terms of a play, the Bills quarterback, he he played as well as, you know, 50% in that in that crazy gust of wind is, is pretty good. And the Patriots were able to, to stop them in the red zone when they needed to, except for that one pass uh, to uh, to Davis in the first quarter. But right. other than that, the, the, the game wasn't... Um, wasn't really out of hand. There was, it was never going to be a high-scoring game. No, I can't think we figured that. Elder, what about you? I mean, honestly, you know. Um, honestly? Yeah. No, sir. No, sir, not really. Because, like I said, he's a – if I want to throw the rookie crop, so I'm going to throw the rookie prop up in there. And he never played in that kind of excess weather, I don't think. Not even at, even at Alabama. I don't think they played in no weather no, like that. Nothing like that. So, maybe. and then I don't know his arm. I keep thinking he don't have a good, strong enough arm, but he, he got a good enough arm. But I don't think it'll cut through that win like that. So, no, sir, I think Bill did what he thought would win, you know, best way to win. And like he said, I don't have to take his word for this one is that if we had to throw, we'd throw. Right. You know, if we didn't, we just didn't. And I don't think it's disrespected. I think he just going to have to uh, do like Brady did uh, back in the day. Work out, get a little stronger, throw a little harder, and then get a little bit more accustomed in that weather, and just throw. And you got plenty of opportunities in New England to do that. You know. Do you feel like though that this really sort of puts, I don't know, pressure uh, on the team to show what Matt can do, and maybe only for his own personal psyche of anything else. If we get to another similar weather situation and they don't let him throw the ball again, I mean, I don't know if it comes up again. And they use the excuse of, well, we're only doing what we think, you know, is going to win the football game. Would you be buying that again? If they win, you know, <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> as long as, long as uh, you know, do See, whatever There's too many takes. people around here that just want to win football games. I, I, don't, I don't understand the problem. Why are we worried about people's feelings here? Let's win the freaking game, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just win the game. That's the Patriots way. <laughs> Well, is yeah, it me too? Yeah, it's been that way for 20 plus years. All right, so yeah. if you want to jump into this conversation at any point in time, no matter who the hosts are, 855 Pats 500, the toll free telephone number, it is open. You can ask questions of me, you can ask questions of Eldred, you can ask questions of Sean, anybody else that comes on the program today. You want to jump in and co host, jump in and take the wheel for a while. <laughs> Just like, oh my goodness, Todd in North Carolina is getting ready to do right now. Todd, how are you? I'm doing good. Our car blew up, so we're trying to get a rental here. And my boy just turned six, and uh, yeah. Happy birthday oh. to your, your son. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Happy but birthday. I'm sorry for the car problems. <laughs> That's okay. It's an old it's an old Malibu, right? It just needs a little bit of TLC. <laughs> That's what they all need. If you, so, have, if you want mm-hmm. to write your question in as well, you can send it via email or Twitter, at JR Broadcaster, the Twitter handle. By the way, why don't you guys give your Twitter handles if you have them? All right, so people can follow you if they're not already doing one. that. Do you have one, Todd? 
No, I don't. Okay. I'm old. I know. Well, I am too, but they, <laughs> they, they sort of held a gun in my head on that one. Elder, I know you do. Why don't you repeat it for everyone? I think it's a red man love at one. I think I forgot. I forgot what it is. It's I believe I it's at it red man one man number one in love. Right. Red man one love. Right. That makes sense. I think. Does that so. sound right? Yeah. Because there is somebody out there who's impersonating you. You know that, right? Yeah, I told you that a couple of years ago, and it really pissed me off. But you said that's just a form of flattery. <laughs> it is. It is. Somebody is out there you pretending that he is, he's Eldred in North Carolina. That's absolutely true. He has assumed you're, he took a photo uh, of yours. I don't know if he got it from Facebook or whatever. And he just puts up there, that's Eldred in North Carolina. A lot of people believe that that's Eldred in North Carolina. And I fight with him all the time. Do you really? Yeah. Yep, that's not Mar- me. Marine that's says he fights with him all the time, but that's not the real Eldred. <laughs> I know it's not. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're here to tell you yep. that's not the real Eldred. This is the real Eldred right here. Red Man One Love on Twitter. Sean, what's your what's your handle? My handle is Vibrato. It's V I B R A T O, and it has nothing to do with football, obviously. But okay. That's uh, another um, type of endeavor that I, I have for parties. So vibrato is. Uh, Are you a singer or a performer? I do sing. I actually uh, co-wrote and um, uh, recorded a duet, and then we have a, a music video for it. It's called Switch. Wow! Uh, so that uh, that is uh, something you can find if you have YouTube. You can. Um, perhaps add that, and I can send you a link one day for that if you like. Cool. It's, uh, it's sort of an animated um, virtual band music video. But the vibrato thing is uh, more of a, a party uh, type of outfit that I have. So that's something completely different. I also have uh, Instagram, which uh, is more football friendly, and that's just my last name, which is Bordoff, B-O-R-D-O-F-F. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Should, you know, I think we should get a, a theme song or a video or something for the playbook. I don't know about you, but I yeah, think that's sure. going to have to happen here pretty soon. Why not? Uh, callers have been calling in, and I asked that there is at least one more show every week, just so you know, John. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So he just wants to give me more work. Right. Love it. Thank you. Right. Well, but I asked you to yep. do that. That's what you have to do. I mean, you know, I'm not the boss. I I don't, I'm, not, I'm not the boss of me. Fred is the boss of me. So that's the way it works. The they might be giants, but they still have to work for Fred. Yeah, I, uh, that's very true. Uh, Eldred, believe it or not, uh, I got a question here for you in the email inbox from Bill, all right? And he says, okay. I'd like to hear Eldred, the head coach of the secondary, discuss J.C. Jackson as a player, where he stands in comparison to other top corners in the league and what the Patriots should do about his future. Franchise him, give him a contract, let him go. Bonus topics for Eldred are, well, we'll I'll – Okay, we'll get to the bonus topics after you've answered the first one about J.C. Jackson. So what do you think about the uh, the secondary, Eldred? I think we should uh, franchise him and keep him. You know, you made him, to me, you made a mistake by letting Gilmore go. Uh, you know, you could have you could have had a better defense, I think. Mm-hmm. You got two good corners with Gilmore and Jackson. Then I don't like Mills and Bryant. He did one good play, but Mills – Constantly getting toasty, remind me of Arrington. You know, so uh-huh. I'm like, no, uh, uh-uh. you should franchise them or at least work out later on a bigger deal. And then I would try, like, whoever I proceed, uh, see the is in the draft, get me a corner, either the second or the third round. Mm-hmm. 
That's so what I would do. Take a relatively high pick uh, and make sure that you've sort of reinforced that position, correct? I yes, completely sir. agree. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I'm a little shaky on, on J.C., uh, you know, coming into this year. Uh, I, I didn't want them to give up on Gilmore either because I didn't think Jackson was ready to assume the mantle of a clear, you know, uh, number one guy. But I think because of his ability to make plays. I mean, I, I don't think being a playmaker is something that's easy to coach. I think guys have no, innate not. athletic mm-hmm. ability to become playmakers, and it's just a question of assertion and aggressiveness. And if they do put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, you know a little bit about that, Eldred. You sometimes have to put the pedal to the metal, you know, on the rig you drive, right? Right? <laughs> to be able to get through all the, you know, the yokels that are out there driving and clogging up the roads for you. we got to get these goods through, baby. Get the hell out of Eldred's way and let him get his job done. Then we won't have any backup in this country, right? Let the truckers do their jobs. Dad, I'll, I'll get rid of all this during construction. <laughs> I don't know if that'll ever happen. Well, I mean, somebody's no, got El- so Eldred. Somebody's got to work, you know. Yeah, I know, but man, it, it causes a lot of headache. A lot it, of, uh, it is all right. Accidents and all that good stuff. I yeah. honestly didn't think J.C. Jackson had it in him, but I am wrong, 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 and I am happy to say that because what J.C. has done, he's sort of risen to the occasion. No Steph. There's nobody else back there but me. I got to make it happen. And guess what? He's done that. Yeah. He absolutely has done that. So he stepped up, and if it were me, um, if I'm really still going to pinch pennies a little bit, or I'm still worried about the salary cap, or I'm still worried about you know all these other things here, uh, I'm probably going to franchise him. I'd have to agree with you, Eldred. Yeah, I, I would. I think I'd franchise would, yes. him and let the let the you know chips fall where they may. What's it going to be? Fifteen, sixteen. You know, million a year for a franchise for a corner, probably somewhere in that vicinity. I think I'd have to do it. Maybe be more than that. Maybe like up to eighteen. And then if you can't work yeah. out a long term deal, then you let him go. But at least gives you one more year to prepare. Which is why I know you mentioned. All right, make sure you're going and you're getting a corner in the draft. Yes, I got to. You have to go get one of those. And um, I don't know who's scouting, but you know you got you got to do your due. Do judging like he did this year. Yep. I got to give to him this year. He, he did a pretty good draft this year. Yeah, because the guys are producing. Those rookies well, are producing. That's been one of my I'm fun. Glad he came off of that. That's been one of my fun things to poke fun at. Is you know I I know Bill I know Eldred loves Bill the coach. Does he still hate Bill the GM? That's my question to you. Uh, this year, no, mm, no, not that much. No, but uh, I am still upset about a couple of deals he could have worked out in camp. You know, but. <laughs> That's Bill. And then Bill's not going to pay for certain positions. So, you know, and, you know, things went the way it went. But I'm okay about this year. W before, I, I, I won't back down from that stance. I hate him as a GM. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you, you won't back down. I mean, that's, see, now you, that's why you'd be a good talk show host because you don't back down. You don't backpedal. You don't, you know, withdraw and, oh, but, but, but. No, you, you have, look, own what you own, right? Own yes, what you own. Yes, Sean, Todd, Todd, how do you guys feel about J.C. Jackson, both of you? What do you think? Well, I think JC has done a really good job, and I really think that they do have to franchise him because the draft is hit and miss, and you don't know what you're going to get. And I've noticed that a lot of our uh, our DBs are actually drafted late, like really late in the draft, like not actually drafted. They're the afterthoughts, yep. and that's where we get them. So i actually really curious. I think Eldred might want a receiver because if I, I remember right, I remember hearing him a lot saying, hey, we need somebody good enough to stretch the field, need a little bit of speed with some hands. 
And Eldred said that repeatedly. And I think that's another big draft. If we've got this guy as our quarterback right now, he's been throwing the long ball a lot when he can get it out of there. And he's done it in Alabama. So maybe we need somebody out there that can get along the sidelines. I don't want him to go on the inside lawn because that's just an interception waiting to happen. But, you know, along the sideline, get a long ball up there too. I agree, Todd. I've been saying it for years too. But <laughs> we drafted one. They called him Harry. Hey, hey, who else? Eldred, were you freaking? Were you freaking out when you saw that ball hit off his face mask Monday night? I was wondering why he's back there. I'm like, dog. I mean, he can't catch in the regular game. Why you put him back in the catch in a punt? That's what I can't figure out. Uh, and Bill's answer <laughs> post game. Did you hear Bill's answer post game? Well, we needed someone. Yeah, who, with good who, hands. Yeah, we need somebody yeah, with good no. hands and, and new ball security. And I'm like, what? Can't show that in three years. Huh? <laughs> they, they see something in Harry that none of us else do, and it's 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 kind of uh, baffling. So you know, if you're looking back, I think drafts are difficult. You. Most teams, if you're looking at other teams other than the Patriots, they miss more often than they hit. It's it's hard to really gauge how a, a player is going to turn out in the NFL from college. Uh, so this year, yeah, it's it's great. Um, three players that um, have exceeded all expectations is is really why we're uh, nine and four at this point. And uh, in terms of uh, J.C. Jackson, yeah, you know, I can understand why both Todd and Eldred would want to franchise him because. You know, what I'd like to do just seems not realistic and sign him to a long-term um, deal. Mm-hmm. I'd like him to be here for the next five years. But, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it's, that's not likely. So, franchise, sure. Yeah. I, I, I think that's almost – I mean, I'm not big on franchising uh, because I think it sets you up for ultimate failure. I think guys that feel like they're, they're good enough to be franchised are good enough to get big, big money deals, I'm just not sure that's the way you want to go. So I'd try to make a deal with them before you have to pin the tag on them. In rare cases, I mean, I feel like a couple of years ago, Joe Tooney was probably worth franchising, and then, look, they ended up losing him anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, but you kind of felt like, well, offensive guard, that's a spot that we can replace. And guess what? They did. Cornerback, when you have playmaking capabilities, corner, uh, maybe safety wide to receiver. an extent, wide receiver, receiver certainly, yeah. You know, th- those are the guys that, you know, I don't know. I don't, I just, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about. You, maybe you give them one. I, I, I just, I'm not, I, to me, a franchise tag belongs to, uh, you know, a quarterback, um, maybe a star running back if you have one. Uh, you know, maybe the NFL's leader in, in sacks. I don't know. You know, defensive end, someone like that. I'm not sure it goes much beyond that, to be quite honest with you. So, um, right. I, I would I would agree with uh, J.C. Jackson and, and a potential franchise tag. Um, here's a couple of bonus topics for you guys, all right? Um, the futures of um, uh, Jonathan Jones, uh, Joan Williams, and Bryant in the backfield, in the defensive backfield. Jones, Williams, and Bryant. Any or all of those guys worth keeping around? Why or why not? What do you think, Eldred? I'll let... I'll let the chief of the secondary take this one first. Hmm. Williams, no. No? Bryant, no. Uh, you don't think Jones, Miles you don't think Miles Bryant though has done an okay job to this point? I think he only played look, starting this year, right? Because he didn't he wasn't out there that much right, last year. Right, right, right. But what, so, when he's been in there, I mean, heck, he's the one that knocked the ball away that ended the game on Monday night. Well, I give him that play then, but um, <laughs> Jerome, Jerome, uh, no second round pick. You should have been to me. 
ready to compete in the second year or uh, maybe the, you know your third year with the, with the team. Yep. You got good size, but you don't have speed. You just got burnt by digs and but like I said, somebody that's big and slow, not slow, but um, average speed, he can run with. You know, to me, I want a corner uh, if he's six one or six or five nine or five eleven. I want you to be able to run. You have to be able to run with, with with your receiver. You have to. You know what I mean? Because sooner or later, a little step here, step there. I know everybody ain't gonna run with everybody, but you gotta have some speed in the backfield. You got to have some and some ball skills. Sure. So sure. Williams, you got some ball skills, but not no speed. I might move him to safety, but other than that, you know, uh, uh-uh. uh, those two. Jones, yeah, because I like the way Jones was playing until he got hurt. But I think he might be looking for a money deal too. See, when this time come up. I will give you so, a th- I'll give you a thumbs up on Bryant. I'm going to give you a thumbs down on Jones and Williams. I've lost uh, I've lost okay. faith in Jones. Uh, I think for all the size Juwan Williams has, I don't think he has enough lateral speed to be able to keep up with DBs. Now you want to talk about you know potentially converting him to safety? We can talk. But other than that, yep. I, I think Miles Bryant's the only one that's shown me the ability to make plays, and I want my guys in my secondary to make plays. Yeah, that's what I want to make plays too. Sean, Todd, and what, like I what, said, if what, he can cover, yeah. Well, what do you guys I, think for Jonathan Jones? I think he's proven that he can be the slot corner, and he's going to be there next year. So maybe we'll find someone better, but he's not the biggest priority. It's on the outside, and I think we we want to watch Bryant for the last three games, and then maybe in the playoffs see what he can do. I'd like to see him play a little bit more over Jalen Mills because I don't think Jalen Mills is necessarily the future for the Patriots. I'd rather Most see a young player not. step up. Yeah, yeah so Eldritch yeah. with me on that. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said about Williams being the second round pick, he hasn't done enough. He doesn't have the speed. So, yeah, he, unless he's here for nothing, he's. I don't think they're going to keep him in the long run. Okay. What do you think, Todd? Well, you got, you got your me. mic on no, you. I'm there you fixed go. it. There you go. So uh, I, uh, I'm not really worried about either of them, to be honest. Any of them. I think this team's all about the support and having three safeties going, and I think that uh, lets them do a lot of variety in what they do because there's two of those safeties, Phillips and Duggar, can come up in the box and stop the uh, run, but they can drop back and help you know solidify our zones. And we're a zone team now. We're not doing man to man anymore. And, well, we're doing you know, some. We're doing about this mm-hmm. much. We're doing some man-to-man, but it's primarily zone. Primarily, yeah, yes. it's primarily zone, and uh, I, I think that that's that's more important. I think you need some good safeties, and that's you know a sneaky need. I think in this upcoming draft will be a safety because I think we're going to lose McCordy, and he's been he's the leader there. He's the one that you know yeah. he's got the speed and the and the skills. And you know, there's going to be a need for that because that's the way. We're, you know, that's what I see as the future. We need serviceable guys on the outside, and if they're beyond serviceable, that's even bene- more beneficial. But I think it's a Back safety play. Sure, go ahead, Alfred. Okay. Uh, the reason why you play is on. I'm no against uh, Tampa Bay and the Cowboys because mm-hmm. you really ain't got nobody in the secondary that can run with them. No, you're right. So they had to play zone to keep them, keep them in front of them because you can't play man with none of them guys. And you that's know, where our linebacker problem is too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, Elder and I agree fully on this. Did you know hear what John said earlier in the year? He called them that the, he said that our our linebacking core was Fossil. fossilizing before our eyes or something. <laughs> yes, yes, I did say that. Yeah, I heard. That. I totally <laughs> said that. Fossilizing yeah. before our eyes. I, I will totally own up to that. So, uh, what can I tell you? This is the uh, rebirth of the dinosaur. 
<laughs> and it's happening yeah, in New England. This year. Right? I, I, look, I, I got to give the, I got to give Kyle Van Noy credit. All he's doing now is jumping up and blocking passes now. And I got to tell you, he also has done an extraordinary job, I think, of locking down the edge defensively. I think he's done a really sharp job of that. As we're, we're jumping into hour number two here of the playbook for our bye week Wednesday, and we welcome in a, a familiar name and a familiar face as well. Uh, Patty and Agawam. Hey, Patty, how we doing? What's going on, guys? Hey, Patty. What's hey, going on, Eldridge? Yeah, you do. Eldred, sorry. Eldred, Todd, and Chom, what's going on? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> doing all right, man. Um, Patty, you want to you want to take a little bit of that last one? What do you think about the futures of uh, Jones, Williams, and Bryant in the secondary for the Patriots? And who would you keep? Who would you make expendable? Uh, I don't think Williams has a bright future here. Um, Jones, he's signed through next year. Aside from that, I think he's he's hitting that age where. I don't know if he's on the fringe of 30 or or going to be 30 next year, but I don't see him. I don't see them signing him past next year unless they get him on a really team friendly deal, because I think the the extension they signed him to was, I, I think, like. Uh, what, like worth like seven million dollars a year. Bryant's a, a relatively cheap guy. I mean, he's an undrafted rookie. He was an undrafted rookie free agent last year. He got his time to play. I think he's played all right. You know, he hasn't like set the world on fire. But right. I, I think if I don't if I could only pick one of those three guys that's going to stick around, it's probably going to be him. And I mean, he's probably your slot corner in waiting too. Wait, which one, Bryant? You mean Bryant? Yeah, yeah. Bryant. yeah I that, that's why I think you know Jonathan Jones might end up you know moving on because I think they kind of like Miles Bryant's energy he's a little smaller in stature i think he's a little faster i think he may be a little stronger i think his also his ability to cover may be overall a little bit better it's with all due respect to john jones who i think came in as, as we all know as a free agent and has done a pretty you know remarkable job he's been one of those you know free agents rare you know uh free agent pickups that has stuck as a rookie you know with this team over the years and and he's to be credited for that but i think that you know miles bryant is probably the next one up next man up in that in that sort of run there that's kind of the way that i look at it i think he's a bit more versatile too i mean on that zero blitz uh that they sent to josh allen on that fourth down play he was pretty much even though he was covering the slot he was pretty much playing the safety position too and he has played the safety position too well i think that versatility is what's going to make him less expendable right yeah. i mean uh, if, maybe if he's if he's More able expendable. yeah well, well no no because i think they want somebody that honestly uh can play multiple positions it's kind of like on the offensive line you know, on the offensive yep. line, if uh, you've got guys that can go from guard to tackle to center to tackle to guard, you know, as quickly as they do, then in all honesty, um, why wouldn't you keep that over a guy who's only one or two dimensional, right? Yeah, you're right. I, I'm, I'm an idiot, John. You know. No, this. no, no, Patty. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. Nobody's an idiot. I think you know. Quite frankly, I, I well, hell, I make a, I've made a forty year career out of misspeaking. So what the hell, <laughs> right? Totally. Hey. I made I made forty well probably about forty four years of misspeaking so ah yeah well okay <laughs> I get that not on the radio yeah no person, I understand you know? I understand completely all right let me get to one uh, Howard uh, who's a longtime listener you guys have heard me probably talk about him uh, and read his emails on this show from time to time over the last twenty twenty one years now uh, Howard's in Stratford Connecticut. 
Did we did we get a chance to invite Howard at all? I don't think we ever did, did we? That's my bad. No, that's my fault. Sorry. No, 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 Matt. You're not taking any blame. It's all my blame. Should we, I should have invited Howard because Howard's been steady. Anyway, he did send an email. Uh, and I had a chance to meet Howard at a game, I think it was the year before the pandemic hit. Uh, couldn't be nicer. Uh, and he's, you know, smart, bespectacled football fan. I mean, he's just, you know, uh, good dude. He says, I couldn't disagree with Eric more. I respectfully disagree. The Pats are starting a rookie who has never played this long in his entire football career, has never played in that environment or the weather or the Buffalo D, couldn't stop the run. Furthermore, it isn't an embarrassment or an indictment of Mac. It is, in my honest opinion, the team simply managing him over uh, uh, in an NFL season that is months longer than anything he has ever experienced. One or two extra passes would have killed them. That's what he's, uh, he puts that in quotes because that's what Eric said. But they didn't need the one or two extra passes. They accomplished their goal. They won without it, check mark. They managed their quarterback and his arm and potential hits from passing plays, check mark. If nothing else, having him not throw was giving him an extra bye week late in the season, which sets him up for the run to and hopefully through the playoffs. I think it was great watching that game and Buffalo being unable to stop the run even when they knew it was coming. Howard may be yes. the most sensible football fan I've ever, ever had any kind of activity with at all. Who wants to, who wants to disagree with that one, right? I agree with that. I'll, I'll do it just to be a contrarian. How's okay, that? be a con- Patty, that's why, we, that's why we brought you onto the show. That's why we brought you onto the show is to be the contrarian. Go. Go ahead. Um, actually, I didn't. I didn't catch any of that because I was in the group chat saying hello to everybody. Oh, to all the all the guests that joined <laughs> us. Even at Christmas, wow, dude. No, yeah, can you? Yeah, pull, yeah. Can you pull that up? I want to get in on this. Okay, if you guys are going to group chat, you can't tell jokes or stories or secrets about me. Okay, well, nothing just, yet, John. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll nothing yet. I to do that too, though. <laughs> You know, okay. we do that in the yeah, group chat. Our, uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes we do that. All right, let me see who. We, all right. Oh, uh, see, this is my great radio, by the way. Okay, this makes outstanding. All right, we've got two other folks that we're welcoming into the show here in hour number two. Uh, you can hear the giggle in the background. Miss Miss Tight End herself, Classy Claire. All right. Hey guys. Claire, how are you? How's the UK? It's fine. It's it's dark at the moment, so Good terrible evening. light in here. Good evening. Right. <laughs> and Christian in Boston, Chris with a T-I-A-N. It's good to see you, my man. Good to see you, too. How's everybody doing? Okay. It's all good. Great. Are you on vacation uh, there, uh, Christian? Yeah, Christian. Yeah, where, where the hell? The pool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Where, where, where's the pool shot from? <laughs> all right. Stop doing the group chat and talk on the show. <laughs> Guys, this is not a freaking group chat. This is a radio show. Shut the bleep up and let's go. This is a football show, John. Well, I can hear the. Listen, I mean, either that or learn to type quieter. For God's sake, who's pounding the keypad? Mute first before you type. Yes. What a great idea. What a great idea. Okay. All right. Hey, gang, we got a phone call here. So let's all be ready for this one, huh? William William in Philadelphia is joining us. Hey, William, you're in the playbook. How's it going? Mr. Rook, how you doing? I'm good. And by the way, I'm not Mr. Rook. I'm just good old John, all right? I'm just Mr. Rook. Mr. Rook is my 83-year-old father, okay? Mr. Legend works as well. Yeah. No, No, don't call me that, please. (laughs) <laughs> Appreciate that. All right, what's up, Will? How are we doing today? 
I'm okay. Uh, just calling in. Uh, I'm two fans. I'm not taking anything from the other group, but it's two fans. I'm two fans of, of your group, basically. And it's uh, Claire and, um, did I say his name right? Uh, Eldred? Eldred. Right? Yeah. yeah. Eldred. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially Eldred. When he talks about the wide receivers, I, I'm right along with him. See? Uh, getting the Yeah. Well, look, um, I, I think we can all understand that uh, Nikhil Harry has not, did not, won't, will not turn out the way that anybody hoped he would. But I do want to give the man credit. I'm not going to beat him up, first of all, because I don't think any of us could. He's a strong <laughs> fella. And what he can do and has done extraordinarily well, and nobody wants to look at the all-22s or any of that to really go through this, so let me just tell you, he blocks the hell out of people. Yep. I mean, yeah, he, he blocks the, the that. Well, yeah. okay, maybe, but yeah. Eldred, he's blocking whoever is supposed yeah. to be out there. And there's a reason why the Patriots are are mashing people. Number one, this last week they were able to do that because they went with six offensive linemen for 61% of the snaps. That's extraordinary. Owenyu was playing a tight end. And then even when Owenyu was in there, you still got Janu Smith, Hunter Henry, and, oh, yeah, Nikhil Harry. They block the hell out of people, and there's a reason why Patriots, you know, are you know amongst the top couple of teams in running the football. They decided, and I think they had their own, you know, come to Jesus moment earlier this year, especially after the Dallas game, as we talked about earlier. We got to be who we are, guys. This is how we're going to win football games, and we're going to have Charles to. Mon- Smith, what? another disappointment, guys. Yeah, for me. At least. Oh yeah, big time. Right? In all fairness, though, he's been injured, so his his consistency in the team has been limited because he's been injured, and you you can't expect so much out of him in his first year in the team in a serious position that the tight end is, and expect him to be able to perform to the you know the athletic ability that he that he's expected to when he's been suffering from a shoulder injury and in and out of the team. So I think you've got to give him a little bit of cut him a little bit of slack for kind of lack of consistency in the offense that's new to him in all fairness. Mm-hmm. And that's a great Josh catch on Monday good. night. That that was well, yeah. instantiation. Yeah. 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 yeah the week before that was pretty good too. The week before that one. Thanks. And, and on. Josh made a comment about him about this being sort of like his um you know, sort of an eye-opening experience for him this year as far as the playbook goes. So I think it's more of a learning year for him. But, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that I mean, it was, what did we always talk about when they both got signed? That return of the double tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, return of that. And, it, and it's been really Henry, you know, that's the, the that's been the one, um, you know, with the production and scoring touchdowns. And I think he's going to be real important for Mac down the stretch. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, they are going to have to pass the ball. I mean, as great as Monday was, you know, I, I always said that game plan Monday night, you had to be a lunatic to stick to it. And like that, <laughs> I agree. Really because it was and it worked. Like it, they really were. And it's yeah. so impressive over the years. Like, you know, being consistent and disciplined is so boring because it's just not exciting. But 
that wins you games and that won you the game Monday night. Yep. And all things considered, I mean, if you look at it, aside from Jacoby Myers and Nikhil, but I don't really count him. I mean, this is a whole new – these are all new guys as yeah. far as, like, it's the skill positions and, and, and starting, you know, starting with the quarterback. And, uh, John, speak for yourself about beating up Nikhil Harry. I mean, me and Matt carry the Eagle Globe and Anchor, baby. We'll take him on one-on-one. <laughs> okay. Well, look, I'm trying to give – I'm trying to – Hey, I'm trying to give uh, you know the younger man the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you know, if he wants to tangle with a 62-year-old man, I'll, I'll tangle with him. But shame on him. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. 45-year-old guy, shame on him. Yeah, right. I mean, that's not really even fair, is it? Not supposed well, to be. Crafty. Yeah, not not supposed to be. So, all right. So you know, I I think we all have universal positions. Uh, on guys like you know, uh, you know, as we talked about some of the defensive backs there, um, and certainly a guy like Nikhil Harry, is there a need? What what do you, where do you see the need being right now as this team is developed into a once again a contending team, which I think as we can all agree surprises the hell out of all of us. I don't think anybody figured that uh, a return to contention was really going to come which this soon in the process. Well, I don't think it'd be this soon. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. figured that mm-hmm. uh, a return to contention. Hey. Miguel. Uh, Miguel. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. <laughs> All right. See you, Miguel, it's nice to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Pat's cap in the house, everybody. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Pat. Great. And when you're talking about needs, it's just in time for Miguel to step in and let us know what we can do because we, we mentioned wide receiver before and uh, cornerback. So uh, how can we make that happen next year, Miguel? All right. Um, <laughs> let me bring up my notebook here. I guess I started, I started actually writing some notes on how the Patriots could create some cap space. All right. And I'm just going to go down in this 2022 cap number, the highest to lowest. All right. Matthew Judon, convert six point, you know, we convert some salary into assignables by $6.6 million in cap space. Nelson Aguilar, if you cut him, it's, and I'm going to just round numbers to keep it easy. And I'm not using the top 51 rule. Nelson Aguilar, cut him, that's $5 million. You trade him, that's $9 million. Country Henry, Henry, tight end for Claire. You extend him one more year to match so he his deal matches the same length as John O. Smith. That's another $5 million. Asaya Wing, if you tr- extend him, you can, you can create $5 million in cap space. If you, could, if you trade him, well, that's $10.4 million in cap space. Devon Garcia, who blew up the Bills offensive line he did. all night, Monday night. He did. You extend him another year, $3 million. Dietrich Wise. Now, some of these um, these last three guys, you don't have to do. Dietrich Wise, convert salary into signing bonus. Kendrick Bourne, but Calvin Noy, all right? That's $2 million, all right? You, talk, we, um, you guys have talked about Jonathan Jones. That if we trade or cut him, that's five million dollars in cap space. So therefore, I didn't get the chance to because I was busy actually working. Turn off these numbers, but I think that's more enough cap space, folks, to do to get someone. Because remember, if they sign players to a deal like they did in 2021, you give them a really slow salary. Low salary for 2022, so you know, like one million dollars, and then the signing bonus 
bonus and the active roster bonus. You're going to have a relatively low cap number in 2022. Mm -hmm. All right? And I, I just wanted to jump in because I was hearing bits of conversation. I am about Mac Jones. I'm embarrassed for the people who think the Patriots will embarrass Mac Jones. So I'm embarrassed for Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, that's why I had to go. The, hey, Miguel, that's why I had to take that position because I'm like, I, I'm not embarrassed for him at all. He's just he's he's the company soldier right there. He's he's taking one for the team. He's doing exactly what they asked of him. And this has no long term and it shouldn't have any long term repercussions for him against him. I, it, no, I just I thought the whole premise was kind of ridiculous, to be quite honest with you. He's the, the idea is to win the game. John, you should have heard my mouth drop when I heard that. I didn't get to hear pictures unfiltered because I'm working, right? Yeah. Um, but I went. You mentioned that a couple of times, Miguel. By the way, that you're working and nobody else is. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the shot. I gotta listen to you. Yeah. What are you like, Derek? I'm on his couch right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my couch right now. <laughs> Sucking down brewskis. Here so I hopefully am. that answers the question. Okay. The Patriots are not going to be uh, have not a lot, not going to have a lot of cap space, but they can create some cap space to get whatever you know, like tag J.C. Jackson or one big guy. They're not going to go in a, a big free agent spree next year. Yep. Okay. My three areas of need in order are linebacker, DB, and then maybe safety. So that's my three. That's what I was hoping they look for. Two out, the rest of two out of the three, the linebackers and safeties are relatively cheap. Don't worry about it. Mine is cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. Quarterback, I wide agree. receiver, line, cornerback, wide cornerback, receiver. Back. Yeah, right, right. Linebacker. Yeah, two I expensive agree. positions. Mm. Yeah, I'm with Eldred on that. Cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. And, I, and I'm for tagging J, um, J.C. Jackson. I mean, if you just look at Bill's track record, you know, I think it was Todd that said most of our DBs come undrafted yep, or by trade or by free agent acquisition. So, you know, I think you've got a homegrown guy here that's been in your system rather than go out and spend big money on somebody, you know, like Gilmore, even though he was a success, you know, that first couple of uh, months with him was pretty bumpy. Yep. So, I think he month. Came come on, Christian, one month. month. Can I call him for a second, please, John? Uh, yeah. It was pretty bad there. Yeah, well, go ahead, William. Yeah, William, go ahead. Yeah, jump in, William. I got to get back to work, but I'll still be listening, and I just want to say, you know, outstanding job, and to all of y'all, you know, happy holidays, you know, I, I got to go. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you Thanks, for taking man. the time. Thanks, right. William Thanks, in Philadelphia. Man. I almost forgot he was there. He was just a part of the group. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> talk to him. Yeah. Well, I, I understand that. But, I mean, I said, hey, you want to jump in on the show? Jump in on the show. That's kind of what we've done today. We've all jumped in. Uh, uh, Miguel, I wanted to ask you this before we let, it, let the topic go. If they decide to franchise uh, J.C. Jackson next year to keep him around, how does that hurt, help, change, good or bad, the cap space that the Patriots would have for next season based on what you anticipate it'll be? The tag, we could figure out the tag is going to be around $17.5 million according to the franchise guru, tag guru, Joe Corey. Okay. Because we pretty much con uh, have confirmed next year's league cap number will be $208.2 million. And it, the, the tag is a is a percentage of that, and Joe Corey does a great job of it. And he said seventeen point five, so we'll just use that. So that's means that means 
that's that's going to hurt the Patriots' cap space, which means they're going to have an incentive from the time they tag him to the the deadline to extend him, which is July fifteenth, to reach a deal with him. Okay. That, you know, once you reach a deal, when you lower that cap number, right? Miguel, well, okay, what, gotcha. the, what happens to the cap if Hightower and McCordy retire after this year? Hightower means nothing on the cap because he's not in count on the 2022 cap. Hightower, um, McCordy, he's his deal is going to void in in 2022. So I'm presuming they're going to have 6.45 million dollars in dead money because of it. If he retires, he might they might do something. So where he signs like a deal for like the very minimum, and then he retires on June second, which just pushes off four point three million dollars of dead money into two thousand twenty-three. We'll see what happens with that. They could do something okay, like that. Money. If I expect them to do something like that, the same way they did with Patrick Jun, if he's going to retire, I expect him to sign a deal. The lowest, I think his salary right now on the books is two for two thousand twenty-two. Ten million dollars, and I got air quotes for the people who are listening, and not seeing us. All right, they'll probably drop it down to one, and then in June second, they'll retire, and then that one million dollar salary comes off the books. Hey, for those for those that aren't that are you know obviously can't watch, uh, and Miguel, can you can you put your camera a little lower? Because all I'm seeing is your stupid hat bobbing up and down. I'm figuring, <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, you bobbing for apples, Sarah? What are you doing? See, we need to be able to. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's good. Okay, yeah. Miguel, I had a question. Does as I know this is uh, High Towers last year, if I'm not mistaken. Do they have any dead money regarding him after this year? Mm. No. If once a player is if once if a player is not signed for next year, there's no dead money. Like High Tower, Christian, Claire, John, all count on the Patriots' 2022 cap as much as High Tower. Zero. Right. Yeah. Amber. Oh, I thought I was going to yeah. get some money. I made a certain promise in there for a bit. <laughs> I did wonder where it was going. I was like, wait, what? Is, is this someone telling me? Is, is this the phone call? Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> did so I get the job? <laughs> I'm going to be the tight end coach. Yes! Yay! Hey, hey, gang, we, <laughs> we, we, we got an email here from uh, Al in uh, Venice, Florida, who says, I am really enjoying today's format, especially Eldred's commentary. However, I have one question disappointment. Why is it, John, that we've never recorded or filmed a single episode of Eldred's Mother Trucker Travels? Do you remember we talked about that, Eldred? Yeah, that was a while back. That's probably yeah. been 10 years ago, dude. Exactly. So why, have, so, so why have we never done Eldred's Mother Trucker Travels? I don't know. <laughs> Blame Andy. That's what I, so what well, now? You know, well, here's what we're going to have to do. What we need, Eldred, is that when you're when you're you know on a long haul, you're just going to have to you know be vain here, kid, and put the camera on you and record some of it and send it to Marine and let him put some stuff together. Okay. Well, See right what I mean? Now, the further I'm, uh, I'm traveling to is Virginia, right for right now. Okay. Well, that's fine. Hey, everybody, hey, everybody, one, let's pitch together and buy him a GoPro. And you can get a GoPro mounted up, and away it goes. Now, those things make amazing recordings. Ta Todd, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, a GoPro. Yeah, you should definitely do that. And then we can actually have, and I think that should be a regular part of the playbook, is uh, uh, you know, this week's edition of Eldred's Mother Trucker Travels. 
<laughs> Blow my head up. Thank y'all. Well, that yeah, it, you'd be a, you'll be a YouTube sensation. We're gonna all take credit for it, Eldred. If it happens, it blows up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we have to take credit for that. All right, hey guys, I, I want to play I want to play um, uh, a, a little bit of a game here with you. Uh, and by the way, uh, just to prepare every, the entire audience listening today, uh, the one and only uh, pro football guru himself, Russell Baxter, he's going to join in this madhouse conversation coming up in about five minutes. So be ready for Russell. And I know you guys will probably have some questions for Russell, and he'll probably have some questions for you. So if you've wanted to ask Russell a question, this is an opportunity to do that today. Is he's going to join into this uh, merry band of characters that we have here today. But I want to play quickly, and I want each of you guys to answer this, all right? Because this is something that's kind of intrigued me now that the Patriots are in the mix here. And I think we can all, we can all agree, Patriots are in the mix, especially yep. after Monday night. Yes. They're in the mix. They're 9-4. and four. They're in first yes. place the FC. We don't know if they'll stay there, but right now they're in the mix. So let's stay in the moment. They're back in the mix. It's a good feeling, I think, for Patriots fans to have everywhere. But I want you to play friend or foe. All right, with me in this. And what I want you to do is I want you to pick one team that you're just dying to play in the postseason and one team that you don't want to see in the postseason if we get there. I call it kind of friend or foe. All right? So one team you're thinking, oh, we beat the crap out of those guys. And another team where I don't want any part of those guys. And the reason I want to do this is because now that we're kind of in it, I have to admit personally – I haven't thought one dang bit about the postseason until this last week. I haven't. <laughs> no, 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 don't be surprised by that. I honestly haven't. I try to stay in the moment as best I can. And then, okay. of course, when we when we well, plan, Barry John and start this off. And uh, for me, I don't want to see KC. I don't want to see Kansas City. Please, stole my pick. Yeah, I'm with. Well, Eldred, I just follow you, man. Stole my pick. I listen I'm to you all the on time. That <laughs> well, that's all right. You can all and you, the team. You can all agree <laughs> or disagree. What happened there? Somebody just shorted the system out. Okay. No, that's fine. We're good. All right, Todd. So you said Kansas City is one that you don't want to see. And Pittsburgh is the one I want to see. Okay. I hope Pittsburgh sneaks in there and we get to see them. Them or the Browns. Either one of those teams, I think we'll blow right blow their doors right off. Okay. I'll, I want to see the Bengals come to New England because they never win in the playoffs. And I think the Patriots <laughs> can have a good game plan for that. And I, I completely agree with everyone. Uh, Kansas City has too many weapons there. They look much better on defense. That's going to be a tough game to win. I got to New England, but yeah. I'll be different. I'm going to go with Tennessee as a team I don't want to see because they'll be much healthier than the first time we've seen them. And they're a tough team. Will they have Henry back? Do you think? They won't have Henry. Henry going for the well, and, and, So they might have Julio Jones. They might have A.J. Brown back. Oh, I forgot about them, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And then the team I would want to see is the Chargers. Okay. We beat them once, so I'm, I'm confident we'll beat them again. Okay. We could beat them last year. We beat them anytime. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll go along with I that. I want to see the Steelers. I want to see the Steelers, but my reason is so different to everybody else's. So different. So tell me why. That's Fryermuth. Really? Oh my god, that's so cool. You guys know. I love it. I love it. I want to see Fryermuth play because I think he's awesome. But I'd really, really like to beat Ben Roethlisberger as well because I can't stand Roethlisberger. So <laughs> there are a lot of people that agree with you. Would be good. Beating him yeah. would be good, and I'd get the positives. I'd get to see Fryermuth as well. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of all in on that one. Just tight endage everywhere. I'm loving it. Okay. 
I don't, I don't like to see Baltimore. You'd like Baltimore. to see Baltimore, Eldridge? Yes, because okay. they limited too. They limited too. Their secondary is out, and the offense only thing you got to do is stop Lamar. You know, Good point. Then, it's a big all. Yep, yep. and then the, the, big, defense, the, then the team is Pittsburgh also. Right. I know it's a big task, but uh, mm. he's he don't have that many weapons, and the running game is sort of so-so. But that defense is hurting. But I don't think they'll make it through the playoff season anyway this year because everybody's they gone. The top three corners are gone. Right. They're gone for the season. Okay. Who hasn't answered this? Chris? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see KC. I think now with their defense, um, they're really starting to hit a stride. And I'm, I'm, I'm with Eldred. I, I'd love to see Baltimore because I hate John Harbaugh and I just want to pound them into oblivion. I'd have to agree with I have to agree with that. Even though I think Baltimore physically is the one team in the AFC that can give the Patriots uh, a run for their money, I, I would I definitely I like to I like to shove it in, in Harbaugh's face every chance I get. Ever since he got into that pissing match with with Brady over the, knowing the rule book, you know I, that just his arrogance his arrogance just doesn't sit well with me. So I, I can't stand Harbaugh either, and. Um, but I, I would say out of all the coaches in the AFC, he'd probably be the toughest. As far as, like, head-to-head coaching matchup in the playoffs, he'd be the toughest yeah. one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a curveball at you guys. The team I want to see in the, in the playoffs is the Buccaneers because it means we made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl, Bowl yeah. And we got one game <laughs> to beat to, to beat Tom Brady and end the Brady dynasty since we've ended so many other dynasties. I'd like to see the Falcons. Okay. Oh, okay. Since you brought that up. Yeah. Since you brought that up, I want to ask. I want to ask this question right here. All right. I did it yesterday, and the PU crew went the other way. If New England and Tampa Bay do meet in the, in the Super Bowl, what win counts the most? Would it count more for Brady, or would it count more for Bill? Oh Jesus! Bill. It would. I think it would count more for Bill. I think. Bill. I think Eric brought yeah. this up that Brady already has. He already went off someplace else and got another title. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the yeah, team exactly. I don't want to play is. The Bills because we're already playing them twice. I don't want to see those guys again after we play them and beat them in another yeah. couple of weeks. Okay. If, I think if you beat them in two weeks or whenever we play them, that I don't think they'll be in the playoffs. So I think they're going to lose to Tampa uh, this weekend on Sunday. So they're going to have, so, have a hard yeah. road to get there. Right. John, well, you're speaking, John, you're speaking of the uh, Brady. I um I don't know if anybody here has watched it, but the Man in the Arena series. Yeah. I watched the fourth episode last night about the 2007 season. So mm-hmm. public service message, don't do it. Really? That's really garbage. It's unbelievably well done. and But it, all it does is just it opens that wound again. Oh, and man. you get you get so excited. I literally fell into the trap of getting so excited for like the first 45 out of the 60 minutes of it. And then just the last 15 minutes, just was like, oh, my God, this is happening all over again. Wow. And we were just like walking into walls last night going to bed. Wow. Um, wow. No, all kidding aside, it's really well done. That's it's nuts. It's really well done. Hey, can we all – It's not as good as what Matt and uh, and, and, and Deuce did on the podcast, which mm. I thought was great. Yeah, that did great. Uh, because it has a lot more perspective and yeah. a lot more voices. they got a lot more people. Mm-hmm. But it's really well done. It's yeah. worth the watch. It can is. we all agree that the world may spin off of its axis if the Patriots and Bucks? meet in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I still say it accounts more for Brady. Brady, Brady yeah. Because, one, it's like like that, uh, that analogy I used the other day is that you got rid of me, 
you kick me out the house and then you got somebody else in the house and yes i want to get you back for that <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. just to see and as a player now, i don't care what any player in the nfl nba whatever when you go get your former team i don't care and especially the championship you want to kick that butt to hey i, I was the man hey no and that's no why doubt. i look at it yeah no know. doubt Hey guys, quarterback ever won? John, you should know. You no, 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 but I, I know, I know somebody else. I know somebody who knows the definitive dance for that. Welcome into the program, the one and only pro football guru, Russell Baxter. Russell, it's a cast of thousands today. What's up, Mr. Guru? Oh, for me, this is just another day with my family. Oh, with your family? Well, when you're the oldest of nine children, I mean, this is. Oh my God, I'd forgotten that. I had forgotten that about you. Yeah. So how I old? I thought my mom would have quit after me. How old is your youngest uh, sibling? <laughs> uh, my youngest sibling, born 1973. So Joseph would be 48. Good lord! And I'm 62. Wow! God bless your mother. Nine kids in 14 years. When she passed, God rest her soul, I told everybody in the church that she subletted on earth for 60 years. She just went right back to where she belonged. I bet she never did an ad for Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, see, that as, was a little awkward. As, but as Russell just said, it's amazing that, you know, she didn't decide to stop after he was born, you know? Right, exactly. Well, I mean, those were old school days with, you know, and, and I won't get into the whole thing, but the, thanks for the... Uh, Whoever that was, I, I don't think I'll get over that for a while. <laughs> Russell, we actually had a football question here, but it was uh, like, has there ever been a rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl? No. no. Well, the rookie quarterback never won the Super Bowl. We know that. We've had a couple second-year guys okay. like Brady, Tom Brady, like Roethlisberger, yeah. like Wilson, right. Russell Wilson, and so on. Right. I'm trying to remember if a rookie's ever gotten into the Super Bowl. Um, and that doesn't sound right either. So I mean, it's it's tough sledding. I and mean, we Dan Marino got there the second year he was there, but they yes. got pounded by the Forty ers Correct. So, but you know, if if they pulled this off, it would just be one more feather in in the Patriots' cap and Belichick's cap as well. That's say that's just another storyline that gets buried in all the other storylines that are out there right now, which is truly remarkable. Which is why, honestly, from a fan's perspective, I'm having a blast watching not only the Patriots, but I'm having a blast watching football this year. I think the NFL is just full of just so many storylines. And maybe it's because we all had to go through, you know, the, the, the COVID pandemic experience last year. And I know we haven't shaken it yet, and we still got a long way to go with it, unfortunately. But it's just so much more fun to talk football and to be a part of it and to see the crowds and to see people react, feel the energy, and have these unbelievable storylines that are coming up and, and, and cropping up here. I think that's one of the things that I found that last year I missed the most. Well, we've had so many close games. We've had 15 overtime games this year. We've had a handful of one-point games. It seems like Minnesota, who plays tonight, plays the, every game down to the final play, win or lose. Um, it has been exciting. And there's such a difference between the two conferences this year, too. Think about this week. Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay can all make the playoffs. Right. Okay? Green Bay can win the division. I believe it certain circumstances, so can the Buccaneers. Nobody in the AFC can make the playoffs. They all play the same amount of weeks. Yeah. But that tells you how bunched up the conference is. And so on. You know, with Pittsburgh doing what it did last week, New England doing what this, like, every team... And the AFC has at least four losses. 
Okay, over in the NFC, you know, you've got nine and three Tampa and Green Bay. You've got ten and two Arizona. So it's 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 kind of like last year, though. Remember, in the AFC, ten wins didn't get you in the playoffs. In the NFC, you had a seven and nine division champion and an eight and eight wild card. We could see something like that again. And and you know who, who knows? Now, obviously, it's going to be a little different with the seventeen games and so on. But you know, it, it, we're thirteen weeks into the season. And think about this. No team in the AFC North and no team in the AFC West has a losing record. Which is, you know, I should tell you something about the overall strength. I mean, we got a lot of really good teams. We don't have a great one. I don't, at least, I don't think, no. think we do. I, no, I don't think. I, I, there hasn't been a great team. And then remember we were pointing out last week um, the thing about the playoff teams from a year ago. Um, 14 playoff teams from a year ago. 11 of them this season have lost at least one game by 20 or more points. That's nuts. That's just you know, nuts. Everybody, and somebody, you know, you watch Cincinnati, they you know, they blow out Cleveland, they get blown out by uh, I'm sorry, they they get they blow out Baltimore and they get blown out by Cleveland and then they get they blow out Pittsburgh and then they get blown out by the Chargers. I mean, it's it's like a windshield wiper league. It's back and forth, back and forth. They're just not really any consistency except for you know, a team that started out two and four and now has the best record in the conference. Right, right. Anybody, uh, anybody? And by the way, just so you you know, Russell, I don't know if Matt told you earlier. Uh, on the program today, uh, we have Sean of Vancouver, Eldred in North Carolina, Patty in Agawam, Todd in North Carolina, Chris with a TIAN in Boston, Miguel, the one and only Pat's Cap, and Miss Classy Claire herself. So it's a it's a cast of uh, it's a cast of millions here in the playbook today. So that would make you Snow White, and those are the seven dwarfs. Oh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Where, where's the oh, drum? Russell, I'm, I'm trying to be happy about, here. Uh, my mom, uh, I know who Dopey is. Dopey. That, well, that's me. I'm Dopey. That's going to be Chris. All right, so who's got a question for, 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 uh, for Russell? All right, go. Russell, uh, with this up and down leaf blowing uh, windshield wiping league that we have, the uh, Patriots likely to be favored for the rest of the season. What are the chances, though, that you see them finishing uh, this, the regular season at 13-4? and four? Well, I mean, I never say never. I mean, we've seen a trend in this league. We saw it with Tampa Bay last year. They're, they're, they're at 7-5 and five and uh, suddenly got hot and won a Super Bowl. And in, in recent years, we haven't seen a lot of wild cards necessarily, but we see teams that look like they kind of stagger for halfway through the season and uh, and then all of a sudden catch fire. I mean, you know, running the table. And here's what I will say about that. I know a lot of people like to say, well, you don't want to go into the, the playoffs with a long winning streak, you know, because, you know, I hope, that, I hope my team loses along the way in that way that, you know, but, and I always kind of laugh at that. Okay, because it really doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You don't. When do you honestly want to lose? Um, you yeah. know, I look at who they've got ahead and so on. And Indianapolis is a very intriguing game, um, and they're very much like them as far as that power running game and the offensive line. They've got the leading rusher and so on. So that's definitely an, an, a game to keep an eye on and so on. But um, listen, at two and four, 
I think everybody's surprised at what they're seeing right now. And the one thing I'll say about the Patriots is they've shown that they can win several different ways. And, you know, I can remember games back in the early days of Belichick when he would run, throw the ball 25 times in a row um, or, or run the ball a certain amount of time. So what he did the other day was not only brilliance, but it shows you his adaptability when it comes to game plans and so on. He was not going to take the chance of that. He set the tone with the game, not with necessarily the first touchdown, but going for the two-point conversion. Right. Okay? That, that, that He was telling you right there and then, I'm not going to put this ball in the air unless I absolutely positively need to, and so on. And it paid off, and the frustration level. And why not do it against Buffalo? Okay? He saw what the Colts did to them two weeks earlier in the same building. Mm-hmm. In fact, Indianapolis is even more dominant with Jonathan Taylor that day. I mean, the Bills have given up 220-plus on the ground, in two of their last three games, why not do what he did the other night? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I got a question for Russell about the Bills. Um, I don't know if you've taken a look at their record, but uh, I heard on a podcast that last year they were five and one in one score games, and this year they're zero and four. I have not taken a look at that, and so on. I don't doubt that, and so on. But they're they're obviously not the same team. Listen, they kicked right. off the season with a loss to Pittsburgh in their own building. And it kind of set an odd tone for them. And I know they won their next four games, and they pitched two shutouts and so on. But then they you know, they go to Tennessee on a Monday night, and their run defense, which was pretty good, and it handled, it could not handle Derrick Henry. Okay, And they decided to go for the win on the final play of the game. and Or it wasn't the final, it was on fourth down. And they wind up losing instead of going to overtime to Tennessee. Okay? And... Right. Uh, explain losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars where they didn't score a touchdown. And explain getting Crazy. blown out yeah. by 26 Makes points sense. in your own building by the Indianapolis Colts. The thing that hurts the Bills so far this year is they haven't necessarily been that great in the conference. Okay? And now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty and so on. I mean, Buffalo's either been blown a team out or lost outright. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any kind of like middle ground except for maybe that Tennessee game. And there's been a sloppiness to them. And that's that's still one thing you saw with Josh Allen last year. Even though he had an MVP-type season, got some votes and so on, he still mm-hmm. turns over the football. There's a riskiness to him and so on. And their defense against the run wasn't that good last year. And their defense against the run has gotten noticeably worse as the season wore on. Their first four games this year, gang, they didn't give up 80 yards on the ground in any of them. Now look at what's mm-hmm. happened to them in the last two months. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what. That's a way to lose games. You know, as much as we don't like to talk about running games and so on and so on, that's, that's still a prevalent factor. And this was a team that was 13-3 and last year, and they are going to struggle down the stretch. To, to get into the playoffs. And, and, and the fact that they are, you know, they have five losses. They're five and five in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And we get into these muddled little tiebreakers and so on. That's, that's something to keep an eye on. If somebody in the AFC, at least maybe two teams with winning records, are probably going to miss the playoffs. Right. Right. 
Someone's going to. Yeah. All right. Who else has something for Russell? Anybody? Russell, which uh, coaches do you think would give the Pats the most problem if they actually do make it to the playoffs? Well, Andy Reid's always kind of had a little thing going there. Um, it, it, I will say this. It's not so much that he has beaten Bill Belichick and his staff, and he has beaten them. I mean, they've they've kind of had their own back and forth and so on. Uh, but he always finds a way to score a lot of points against them. Uh, you know, go back to 2018 when the Patriots beat him twice, okay? Imagine you're Andy Reid, okay? And you score 40 points and 31 points against New England Patriots mm-hmm. and lose both games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, think about it. That's insane. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. We got 40 points at Foxborough yeah. and we lost. Right. And that's why Andy's kind of. After 2018, enough was enough with the uh, with the defensive regime, and he brought in Steve Spagnolo. And I'm actually in the process of writing a piece. You might enjoy it. It's going to be called the Spagnolo Coaster huh. <laughs> on how his defense struggled the first ten games, caught fire, then slumped at the end of last year, was terrible in the Super Bowl, yep. struggled the beginning of this year, and now all of a sudden, probably the catalyst to them winning five games in a row. And, you know, and, and doing it with a team on offense that loves to turn over the football. You know, they, I mean, this is not Andy Reid-type football. This is the – Andy Reid joined the Chiefs in 2013. These is easily the most turnovers his Chiefs team has had during he's been there. And, and the seasons – and even if it wasn't a 17-game season, there's still four games to go in a 16-game season. So – and as I like to remind people, you don't want to lead the league in turnovers and think you're going to win the Super Bowl. It's only happened once in 55 years. Wow. Same. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Something to think about, right? So that's why I like Russell, because he puts perspective on things that nobody ever thinks of. And really, it doesn't take a lot to, to think about it. You just have to stop and kind of remember. And, of course, Russell, it also helps that he has a, a somewhat encyclopedic memory bank. And it also helps, Russell, that you're old like me. Yes, well, just remember, 82, 82, 82. Yeah. I got a question okay. for Russell. There were 246 toothpicks on the floor. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And yeah. there were still left in the box. So oh. Rain Man was right. Ah, uh, okay. I got you. I'm following. You have to go watch okay. the movie. All right. All right, who said they had a question? <laughs> who I said? Got Who's got it? Pat. Pat, go. Yeah. Uh Russell, around this time of year, you can sort of see generally, like in historically speaking, you, you can generally see the teams that are sort of the classes of their conference. And, um, I mean, feed to your, your feet to the fire. If you had to pick one team out of each conference that's going to make it to the Super Bowl, at this point, if you ask me, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but just your opinion, who, do you, who are the two teams that you could see playing in L.A. come February? Oh, well, I know I know the Rams and the Chargers are going to be playing in L.A. in February. Is that <laughs> what you were looking for? Hey, it could be. Now, that would be a real switch, you know? No, it would. If no. they played in their home stadium for the freaking in- Super Bowl, that's nuts. Well, let's do the NFC <laughs> first. Who's the okay. home team? Um, and and it's almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny about this football season, and it's going to sound like a weird analogy. It almost seems like a hockey season. In which the regular season is everybody's just kind of jostling around, and, and 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 eventually we're probably going to get the teams we think are going to be in the playoffs, and maybe could very easily be business as usual. I think about that when I think about the Buccaneers, 
because I've seen the games they've lost this year and so on, and it's I'm still how they lose to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you know the, the Rams are, are kind of slumping right now. I know they won last week and so on. Um, you know, at, at times it, it, the Buccaneers don't look like they've kind of hit their stride yet, which I think is very interesting. Meanwhile, I think about Arizona, who I don't think anybody's really appreciated what they've done this year. Okay, right. Arizona is seven and zero on the road. Okay, and in the NFC this year, you play nine road games because of the way they did this. And next year, the AFC will play mm-hmm. nine road games. So I mean, I, I'm not much on December predictions and so on. Um, when I look at who's playing the best football in each conference, I think it's clearly the Patriots. And as far as complementary football, I think it's the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Well, that would give us a great rooting, you know, advantage here because, frankly, I don't know a soul that likes Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, uh, if you could put, you know, if you had to save one, you know, between Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger, I, I think I'd root for Ooh. the ground to open up and swallow them both. <laughs> I'd use both oars. That's what I would do. Yeah, and just oh, nice, away. right? Nice. I like. Well, that. I mean, yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened. I, I remember. I, I was it? I remember. What movie was it? What uh, in Pittsburgh? Oh, that was uh, uh, one of the Batman movies, right? Yeah, the Batman movies. Yes. The ground swallow. The ground swallow. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Right there at Heinz Field. Right, except for Heinz Ford, which I thought Go was very ahead. ironic. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He was the one that ran the kickoff in the movie right. scene ahead of the ground exploding and imploding behind him. It was oh, Heinz God, freaking man. Ward. There you go, the bane of his existence. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Come on, Morel, you should have jumped in on that one. You're, you're the comic book nut. This is totally his bag. Oh, uh, did you? I was born in it. Yeah, there you oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. He was ready. I'm just giving him. I like to give him stuff. There we go. All right. So I got actually got a question here uh, for everyone, but I think this is probably pointed a little toward uh, our buddy Pat's cap here. Uh, Lee sends this note. Lee from Fall River. He says, "I think the most effective blocking that Jakob Johnson has done is blocking Dalton Keene from ever making this roster, given the affordability of <laughs> yeah. rookie contracts, but given the good reliability." of Jakob and the bad reliability of Keane, do you see the Pats extending Johnson, and what happens to Keane? I know, Lee. Hey, Lee. Okay, go, Claire. <laughs> yeah, because he's a huge fallback fan, and he's a massive Johnson fan, and he's been championing him this year. So I'm completely with him on that, but it does. He's right, and it's his dad joke, but it does, it does kind of, he has been blocking Keane, but saying that, Keane's on injury, so mm-hmm. it's I think next year is going to be really significant, but obviously Miguel's going to know financially how that's going to impact. What do you think, Miguel? I've been projecting that the Pages are going to extend Jacob Johnson all all season. I still think Mm. that's going to happen. Yeah. One reason is because the the Patriots have a fullback, and very few teams in the NFL use a fullback position. Next year, if he's going to become an RFA, a restricted free agent, I mean, the lowest tender for him is going to be about $2 million for him. All right? Okay. He's playing about for $850,000 this year. Mm-hmm. So that's a big jump in pay. All right? I think if you could extend him, you could lower his cap number for 2022 to maybe one to one, one, one half to maybe $1.75 million rather than paying him $2.4 million on an RFA tender. I think it makes sense. 
I think I don't, I don't think that the extending Johnson has anything to do with Keen because I think you're just looking. Would I would I extend Johnson right now, even if Keen was playing? I would. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to jump in on that as well. And, and by the way, I'll jump in here for and, and Miguel. It's great to hear you on here. By the way, thank um, you. Very helpful to me all the time. I really appreciate all the retweets when I do the polls and different things like that. And and uh, I'm imagine you are going to have a blast next year when the cap goes up to 208. <laughs> well, I'm not going to have a blast because the Patriots not going to have that much cap space and people are going to freak out. Okay, <laughs> they will. They'll freak out. Yeah. Oh, they'll find a way, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they'll find a way. I just. I, I said. No, they'll find the a way to freak out. The GM of the Year award in 2014. I I don't know how he doesn't win it this year. So let's. Um, I let's see. Let's see what happens. Right. And then I get to hear because if he becomes GM of the Year, I get a, a maybe a year off from BB's bad GM critics. <laughs> like Eldred. Like Eldred. They win it this year for the way it drafted, but like I said, the years four, I'm still sticking with it. Now a bad GM. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Eldred is just not giving that one up. I love it. Can it's, I bounce off what El- what um, Pat's Cap just said? Because it's only there's only approximately 14 teams in the NFL that actually line up with a fullback on mm-hmm. their roster. Right. 14. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah, it has. So the- so the Patriots are zagging when the rest of the teams are zigging. Zigging. Yeah. Right. Latest example. But but that <laughs> that has been the whole secret. Playing checkers. Yeah, that's been the whole playing, you know, <laughs> chess to checkers. Been the whole secret to what we call it know as the quote unquote Patriot way. Because yeah. they've been, you know, zagging when other teams zig and zigging when other teams zag. And and that's the beauty of this whole thing. And I think for national television in front of the entire, you know, pro football world on Monday night, when they saw the Patriots line up in, in uh, you know, a straight eye, an offset eye, power formations, you had Nikhil blocking, you had two tight ends, you had a 12 formation, you had everything out there. You had six offensive linemen for 61% of the snaps. So, I mean, what else was coming at you? <laughs> You know, I've, I think they've shown that they can win playing games like that, which is probably going to set another trend in the NFL. Don't be surprised if you there, see there that. Is nothing more demoralizing, and this comes from players I've worked with, and I've worked with quite a few. There's nothing more demoralizing than knowing a team is going to run the ball and you can't stop it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I and I really believe that was part of the thought process. And I will agree with you, uh, and I forgot who said it earlier in the show, but I'll agree with the premise that, you know, I, I knew this was coming when the Patriots went for two on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, that's the one point. When they, yeah. they made it flat out, Damien Harris with the long touchdown run. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And they showed you what they knew the elements were going to do. They went for the two-point conversion and, and pulled it off. Yep. And so on, and, and that set the tone. It set, it almost told Buffalo that I don't know if you're ready for this, but you're not going to have the ball very often. Right, and it also sets a message for Buffalo for the rest of the year. I mean, can you imagine what they're going through? I, I mean, I listened to a little bit of Buffalo Talk Radio yesterday. It was hilarious. They are so flummoxed by all of this. 
They are yeah. they, the Patriots are clearly in their heads, and the Patriots are not going away. And that's precisely what Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels wanted to do. They want to get in these guys' heads. They want them looking ahead to two, three weeks from now, and they've got to play Tom Brady and the Bucks this week, which is why I think the Bills are ripe to go. If they're not very careful, they'll show me something about their intestinal fortitude if they beat the Bucks this week because I think they're ripe for a big fat fall. Well, I, I will I also think, say this. Yeah, and I think that's why of, you could see um, Micah Hyde and McDermott after the game so yep. corrupt <laughs> and flip with the media and so aggravated. Like, yep. well, Bill Belichick, and he's like, and then Hyde was like, well, who gave up one play or was the other safety for 64 yards? Yeah, you gave up over 200 yards on the ground and they shoved it in your face with four running plays. That was it. I mean, if you watch, if you watch Brian Baldinger on Twitter, which I'm sure a lot of you saw the tweets, yeah. Yeah. we're literally running the same play and then just flipping it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Was, yeah. was, well, I will say so, this about the press conference with Poyer and Hyde. I thought that was kind of a cheap shot by Jerry Sullivan. It was a little bit, but I didn't yeah. think it was totally unfair either, Russell. I mean, no, I mean, the way that he wor- the way that he worded it was probably a bit unfair to those guys. Yeah, I don't think cool. it was terribly respectful to those guys. But yeah. I mean, you you could still ask that question, you know, by saying, "Hey, how did you feel after that? Did you feel like you were uh, disrrespected, something like that, rather than embarrassed? Maybe right. might have been a better right. way to put it." Yeah, no, no. The wording of the question was all, you know, was the issue. Yeah. It wasn't that he asked the question and so on. Yeah. But all you had right. to go yeah. go back and look what the Colts to them uh, did to them in their building a couple of weeks ago, which was worse than what the Patriots did to them. Yeah. In terms of running mm-hmm. the football and so on. So I mean, anybody in their right mind had to look at that and say, this is a weakness. The running the ball and stop. I mean, stopping the run last. And, and here's the other problem with Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't run the ball. Okay. Yeah, they don't very well. They can't offset that. And so, on. And, and here's what I learned again with some of the people I worked with over the years and so on. A lot of times you will see teams that don't run the ball be poor run defenses. Do you know why? Because they don't practice against the run. Well, yeah. Makes sense. Hey, yeah. guys, we're. They don't we're practice we're, against the run. But, but go back to the press conference, not the players' press conference. I'm still trying to transcribe what Sean McDermott said the other day. Yeah, I know. It wasn't – I think he was – I think talk about flummoxing. I think he was flummoxed by what Bill Belichick did. Yeah. Well, what you said, John, the point you made about being uh, – Bill Belichick being in his head, he basically started the press conference talking about the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without okay? a doubt. Which, to me, spoke volumes right. about that, that he was right. like – because I'm sure he was hearing blah, 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 and he felt – in fact, he felt it necessary to address Bill Belichick before he did anything else. Right. I thought that was kind of odd. Right. We, we are running up uh, against time at the top of the hour here, but I want to end the show, if you don't mind here, uh, because we got a phone call from another one of our longtime listeners and oh, regulars cool. on this show. You guys, I'm sure, and those who are listening to the show will remember Trey in Memphis, right? Remember Trey yeah. from Memphis? Right, yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, Trey in I Memphis. walking in Memphis. That will, believe me, it's a great place to go. Uh, Mark Cohen. Trey, how the hell are you, my friend? Is he there? You're doing a hardy. You and, pulled a hardy. Are you, are you a hardy? I know. He may have. <laughs> he, may, he may have, because I, I brought him up, but then I guess he's not here. Well, Trey, it was good to hear from you, my friend. You've been, you've been gone too long. 
You've been gone way too long. You know, Trey and I have, have uh, made an agreement here uh, to uh, you know hit each other up at some point in time because there's a couple of really good barbecue places that he's promised to take me in Memphis when I get through there again. So uh, that's why I've, that's you know that's my main priority for staying in touch with a good Patriots fan <laughs> like that because he's going to feed me. He's going to feed me. I tried to get him on the show today. I just couldn't find him anywhere. Couldn't find him, and then and all of a sudden he ends up he calls right figures right Trey we love you brother and thank you for listening Russell thanks for the time my friend as always every week and I know that uh, you know my good friends here and our Patriots fans here are always appreciative of when you come on the program and sharing a lot of the information that you share with us so it's always appreciated and we can get back to the business of talking about a game and a matchup next week and the Patriots travel to uh, Indianapolis it is nice to put the voices with the Twitter names yeah Right? So, right? Take care, everybody. Thank, thank, thank you for you. enjoying what right. John and I do. You, right. Yeah, you, absolutely. Russell, thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. Oh, Trey's yeah. back? Trey's back? Oh, geez. All right. Hey, Trey, how you doing? Yo. Trey, what's up? What's going on, John? It's absolutely good to hear from you, my friend. How you been? Man, I've been doing well, man. Um, I've been... You know, working a lot, man. Uh, my personal training business it has skyrocketed. So, and I just been all off track. And I told my wife, I said the season's almost over, and I haven't talked to John yet. <laughs> well, you not only are you talking to me, but you're talking to Sean in Vancouver, Eldred, Patty, Todd, Chris with a T I A N, Miguel, and Claire. How about that? All at once. Oh man! So you telling me the uh, the All Star crews on the line is well? Yes. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, guys. Yeah, how's it going? We're all here. We're all here. How's we're all going, here. man? It's it's well you know what I think the one thing that it's that we're we're all sort of uh, enthusiastic about is that nobody expected this season to kind of turn out the way that it has and it has when you win seven in a row that just kind of ups the ante everywhere and it just puts a little bit of a hop in your step and when you get up in the morning you roll out of bed and you're thinking damn the Patriots are in this that that's a pretty I'll good feeling you, I'm telling you man I went from walking like um walking like Junkyard dog. Now I'm back walking like the Rock this year. <laughs> I got my swag back and everything. And so I mean, uh, like you said, John, man, nobody saw this coming, man. I didn't see it. Nobody. So like, I came up there um, when the Patriots and the Saints played, and I was, and I said the Patriots look ridiculous. The run defense looked ridiculous. The offense looked ridiculous. I mean, everything was like. You know, I didn't see it coming. I mean, but hey, you know, Buffalo knows that they that they had a one year rental on the division. So I mean, hey, I'm taking it. I'm riding with it, John. Okay, that's all we can do. But I, I think this is one of those years where you know it's kind of like you know it, it almost seems silly to strategize. It almost seems silly to sort of be critical. You know, somebody has already hammered me on Twitter for being uh, us being critical of Nikhil Harry today, and 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 yeah. I understand that I understand it, yeah. and it's because we're fans, you know, and 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 I don't think anybody you know means it personally by any stretch of the imagination. I, I I have fought off a lot of urges for being opinionated in a lot of ways because I'm just trying to enjoy it. That's all I want to do. I just want right. to enjoy it. We've been so freaking fortunate to have the success that, that this franchise has had over the last 21 years. Last year, of right. course, notwithstanding. But we've been so fortunate that, you know, to have it back again, I, I feel like we've been blessed almost. And I'm just trying to soak right. it all in, you know? 
But, John, you know who my MVP is, man, that I don't care what anybody else say? Tell me. My MVP is Nick Folk. Oh, yeah. That's my MVP. Nice. So nice. Regardless of, you know, the run game. I mean, number one on my list is um, Nick Folk. Two on my list is Matt Judon. And um, third on my list, I'm going to give it um, to the the running game as a whole. Okay. That's fair. And I'm gl- I'm really happy to hear you give the credit to, to Nick because you know uh, Big Kick Nick, what a great nickname, right? Big Kick Nick has has I mean you talk about a guy that's gone on the on the on really literally on the downside of his career being rejuvenated in New England, and I think there's right. two things for that. Number one, I think guys come in with a different mindset when they come into a place where it's cold and the wind swirls and you get bad conditions, and I think they just concentrate yeah. better. And I also think it speaks to the special teams coaching that they have in New England. I mean, think about the kickers that we've had here, the ones that have been successful, like every one of them, yeah. you know, including Hall of Fame caliber yeah. kickers. So right. I, I'm just like, wow, uh, we take it for granted here, but there are a lot of teams that wish they had the success with the kicking game that the Patriots have had. John, you've well, got you go, hey. you to go back yeah. to uh, Scott Misson Sisson to think of to, uh, the last <laughs> really terrible kicker we had. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Scott Misson Sisson. I totally forgot about him. But you know what, John? I know uh, Eldred has been hard on Bill Belichick, but I can name, I can guarantee you uh, 31 other organizations would love to be GM to be able to um, win uh, six Super Bowls within the last 20 years. I mean, so I think he's still doing a good job. Of I mean, course. You know, we're not landing those big names. And, you know, I just look at, you know, he's a coach that thinks that he's a GM that has a coach's IQ. Yeah. And he's a coach that has a, an IQ of a GM. I mean, like I said, he does what fits his system. Yep. Like I said, you got to stay within the system, man. Yep. And, 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 I mean, you know, and, 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 like I said, you could have a, a, a Tariq Hill, but will Tariq Hill buy into what Bill Belichick wants him to do? I mean, so you you got to be mindful of who you're bringing into your organization. I mean, hey, you got to be able to to you know stick to the game plan, and you got to trust Bill Belichick. I mean, right. so I think he has a knack in the field for those kind of free agents. I mean, what you think about that? Totally. I, I you know I don't think too many people to disagree with you on that one. What do you think, guys? You may want to take a stab at it. I always stick to my guns. Sorry. But uh, I always do say free agents. He's he's darn good at. He's darn good at. Right. It's the drafting right. part, you know, right. and that's the part that I have a problem with most of the time. And then he gets his, like you said, guys that you think will buy into his system. But some of them, like I said, Don uh, Dobson didn't work, right. didn't work out. McKeel didn't uh-huh. work out. Uh, I've got the little short wide receiver, play for play for a little bit. Kimbrough Thompson, he was a free agent. I think an undrafted right. uh, free agent. He did pretty good, but like I said, he don't last that year with Tom. You know, then right. after that, no. You know, and I still say, uh, every, this year, I'm proud of what he did. You know, doing the draft yep. and the free agent this time. Because I still right. say that's sparked by ego for what Tom did last year. Y'all can get mad at me saying that. No, no. I, I actually think Ego is – Aldred, I'll agree. I, I, I think Ego is a great driver, a great motivator. Right. It absolutely is. Yes, sir. But, Eldred, 
I want you to think about this. I know it's time to go. When you have Bill, I mean, when you have a Tom Brady, you can play around and experiment with the draft pick. Now that you don't have Brady, I mean, you got to hit on these guys. I mean, you have to hit on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, like yeah. I say, no, we, I mean, but you like got to hit on year, your free agents and you got to hit on your draft pick now. Yeah. yeah. This year, I agree with that. But the years before, yeah. but my thing is this, I'm still going to bring this up. You had the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time. You right. gave him a couple more weapons, a couple more things. And those two Super Bowls that you did lose because of your defense, you know, you might have about eight, nine right now with you. You know, give the man some help towards the end. You didn't do that. So that's why you went I think the offense went to, I think the offense went to bed in the undefeated season. I really do. I think their asses well, were that, tight. Well, that part, yeah. That, <laughs> Probably. That part, you know, that was. Probably. That, and that was a turning point. He yeah. changed his mind because yeah. in that in that uh, that secret they had, that's what, that's what made him change his mind by, well, we ain't going to have nobody shutting down Moss on one side. Right. And, Nobody on the other side, you know. Right. So that's when he started going with the tight ends and all of that. But if, but he had he's on the right premises. He just cut it off too soon. Right. That's what I'm saying. All right. I just that's well, look, I guys. Say. I know, man. We've been uh, they've allowed us to go over. <laughs> I'm sorry I called in so late, but I'm gonna try to be um more consistent, man. I miss you guys. I love you guys, and I promise I'm gonna try to do better. Trey, Trey, you the man. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for yes, taking sir. the time, all buddy. Right. Trey, nice to meet you. All right, y'all too, man. God, take it easy. Good to I talk to you. Hey, and, and ladies and, and gentlemen uh, of the program today, thank you so much for spending part of your afternoons with not only with me but with all the Patriots fans who are listening today. Uh, I, I wanted a chance to for you guys to – my thought process in this was to have you have the opportunity to let some of your own personalities come out here uh, to show everybody that, you know, not only you're knowledgeable but you, you know – uh, you love to talk about it, you know, and why not have an opportunity and not have a forum to do that? And I think we've kind of done that here today. And and I realize it's a little bit different. Sometimes it sounded a little bit like a train wreck, but it sounded like a fun train wreck, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Mildly uh, chaotic. That was a great time. I like this. Yeah, and, and it's, 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 it's my pre- pleasure, John. My pleasure, everybody. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Patty. And John, for yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's our pleasure. So let me, let me, let me, uh, let me. too, for putting this all together. Oh, totally. Yeah, Matt Burrell gets all the, all the kudos, all the kudos for. <laughs> You know, tracking everybody down because I know everybody's, you know, got their own lives to lead. But uh, uh, from an official point of view here, thank you very much to Sean in Vancouver, Eldred in North Carolina, Patty in Agawam, Todd in North Carolina, Chris with a T-I-A-N in Boston, Miguel Patscap, who had to go back to work, and Claire, Classy Claire, the one and only for joining us. Russell obviously is here. East Cow is here. Trey was here. Uh, William in Philadelphia was here as well. We had a couple of good emails as well for everybody. Guys, I promise you, we will definitely do this again at some point. This is really fun. It's great to see uh, friends and familiar faces and hear familiar voices and, and put uh, you know names to tags, as Russell said. So thank you very much for the day. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for having thank you for me. Welcome, John. Yeah, it's time. You got it. All right. There you go. How did that do, Matt? Can we uh, we close it out with that one? Does that allow you to take care of it? Okay. So uh, we thank I, I appreciate everybody for sticking around since we run way over on this one today. But hey, what the hell? We only do this once a year, right? And with any luck, we might do it twice a year. Who knows? And I'm always open to feedback. So if you really liked the show, uh, send us a note. Web radio at patriots.com. If you didn't like the show. 
send us a note anyway, webradio at patriots.com. Or hit me up on Twitter, at JR Broadcaster. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. Hit me up on Twitter and, uh, and give us your thoughts because we'd love to do more things like this to get you more interactive with what it is that we're trying to do here. And what we're trying to do here is not only sell football knowledge, but share some common fandom and, and knowledge about the New England Patriots, which is why we're here to begin with. So we'll be back on the regular schedule next week, right? Colts week, next week. Same patch time, same patch channel next Thursday. I know we can't play that. We're not allowed to anymore. Next Tuesday, uh, excuse me, next Thursday. God, I can't remember it myself. Next Thursday at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Enjoy the football weekend. The pressure's off. Pressure will be back on next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.